Seinfeld, the seven is over, but we're just getting started here on Seinfeld post show recap podcast about nothing. And now here are the two guys with cachet out the yin yang. I'm Rob Sister. Here's the Kiva Winnegar. Kiva, how are you? Yeah, there was a hundred percent chance we were getting cachet out the yin yang. Cachet out the yin yang. You knew it. You called it. I asked Keeve to guess what I was going to say to open the show. He said he had a good suspicion, and I guess his suspicion was accurate. I mean, you could have said, like, we, you know, we buy our horse at the deli from Jay Riemenschneider or something like that. <laughs> I guess <but>. so. <laughs> it would have been uh, too obscure, I think. But here we are, yeah, talking so. about The Seven from February 1st, 1996. And, Keeve, here we are. We're talking about The Seven on September 7th, as we record this podcast, on the day the iPhone 7 is coming out. Keith, will you be getting an iPhone 7? No, I'm, I'm a, an Android guy. No, plus I need head, I need the headphone jack. Don't get me started on the <laughs> headphone jack. You don't like it? I mean, you get me started. That's all I have. No, I mean, I feel like you should have headphones. Okay. Well, I mean, wireless headphones, and then, like, then you only have the one pair, and then they break in two seconds, and... I spend half my life like breaking headphones and getting new headphones. Yeah, well, this is certainly a, a huge development in the podcasting world as, uh, you know, that's usually that's the way that a lot of people are listening to uh, all these different shows. So we'll see how much that shake up, shakes up the industry. Do you think that they were considering going with iPhone uh, soda? I mean, I feel like at a certain point you get rid of numbers, right? Like UFC counts up and they're just at like 243 right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. at a certain point you got to go away from numbers and go to something more interesting. So soda's on the is on the table. Do you think we're going to go with car names at some point like the iPhone LeBaron eventually? Uh yeah, I think you could do LeBaron. That's we what they do, do with Cadillac. the operating That's system. Next week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's like candy corn or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So here we go. Let's talk about uh, the seven. But Keeve, before we get into the episode, we have some uh, some baby news uh, that came into us via the mailbag. Seinfeld at Post Show Recaps. Yeah, very fitting uh, for this you know episode where you know the, the name of the episode is baby related, and we talk about baby names. We got quite the email this week. Yes, um, I'd say it's top two all time, along with the lady who wanted us to come to at her wedding and MC it certainly in the Seinfeld podcast and maybe an all-timer in terms of all the podcasting that I do right uh the, the wedding lady we never heard back from so I don't know if you still listen I think her name is Missy if you still listen or Melissa or something or I think she doesn't like Missy maybe uh you know let us know how the wedding went and who you got for the entertainment what happened with the snake and stuff yeah all right well we got this email from Courtney who says Robin wheels I did see on Twitter somebody referred to you as Kivarino. Did you like that? Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're talking about the Beefarino episode, I don't mind it, but I don't think it should stick. Yeah. It is an interesting portmanteau for the pair of you and I. I feel like Kivarino should be us combined. Yeah. Although I don't know why I would go first there. <laughs> well, I think for the uh, Beefarino uh, type uh, pun there. Uh, yeah, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. I mean, pe- I, I, people have been doing My dad calls me like Keebler sometimes. I'm, uh, I don't know about that. Keebler? One. Yeah. Are you elf-like? Uh, no, not at all. I think it's just like, I don't know, it's just like a play on the word keep. Okay. So Courtney writes and say, Robin Wheels, uh, but she prefers Threenaker because her dad is a high school basketball coach. She loves the sport. She says, I'm sure when you started this podcast, you never thought you would assist a woman in giving birth, but lo and behold, you did. And before you put my email in the spam folder, please let me explain I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I really enjoy your analysis and senses of humor, uh, said neither of our wives. So a few weeks ago, when it was decided I was going to have a C-section for my second child, 
I felt a lot of anxiety and I knew I would need something to focus on during the procedure. Cue the Seinfeld post-show recap. When it was time for me to go into the OR, I put in my earbuds, cranked up the stall recap. I love the George and Tony storyline. And the nurse and anesthesiologist asked me what I was listening to and I told them it wasn't music. It was a podcast that is going over every Seinfeld episode on a weekly basis. You would think that they would have a person committed for that, no? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they may keep her in the hospital. Yeah. They told her with a laugh that delivering a baby to Seinfeld would be a first. And after my gorgeous baby was delivered, uh, the discussion went back to Seinfeld. Her doctor and those assisting wanted to know more about the podcast. This is a great marketing uh, scam. Oh, yeah. 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 Talk about it everywhere you go. The doctor's office. Walmart, anywhere you are, just like listen really loud. I, th- maybe this will help us. People will listen to the podcast out loud without the iPhone jack, and people will be like, "Who are those idiots?" Right? And they'll say, "Oh, this podcast I listen to," and that person will be like, "Oh, podcast must be awful." I'm you know yeah. deleting the app from my. So you phone. don't think it's going to help the show go viral as more and more people listen without headphones? No, I think it could. I think <laughs> if you like, if you hear us from a distance, we probably sound much smarter. <laughs> So she says that also that her turned out her doctor was a big Seinfeld fan and he said that he loved the contest and went as far as imitating Kramer's famous I'm out and pretend to slap money onto the bed. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. You know, that guy could get in trouble, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, I feel like that's not exactly what you want to hear. Oh, man, I yeah, love how, the contest. How hard did he slap the bed? I yeah. feel like if he, yeah. yeah, no, his favorite episode should be like the pig man in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, or uh, Fusilli Jerry, Fusilli Jerry. And yeah, so, but he's not a proctologist. I, I imagine she wasn't getting, you know, this was probably an OBGYN, not a proctologist. Yeah. And so, what is it? The Hamptons is the pediatrician, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so, all of this is to say that I am sure I will be a memorable patient and will be able to get through the procedure, even having to hold on a few laughs in during the process. Thanks for all of what you do from the mother of a breathtaking baby. Courtney, I told this story to my wife. Uh, she was incredulous. She couldn't believe that anybody would listen under any circumstances to this, let alone somebody who was going to be having a baby. Right. So after she got over the shock that you had a Seinfeld podcast, mm-hmm. she was surprised that someone listened to it during labor. Now, she works in a hospital. I don't know if she works on the labor ward. Yes. Um, she does but, do uh, assist in labor and deliveries at times. I would I would be curious. Do peop- Is that common now? Do people listen to something? during labor i can ask her i believe i think that that would be a first yes right just the idea of listening to anything to me seems uh yeah pretty unique like i don't i don't know how often like i know when my wife was in in labor the non-c-section time it was like 20 hours so like i was listening to stuff and Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know she she was busy, like she was in too much pain or whatever to, to deal with that. Yeah, so the, both times that my sons were born, a, the Jets played a, a terrible football game both those days. So that was good, you know, something for me to do while that was going on. But I think I was under strict orders that I was not to be talking a lot. So it would really just be worst case scenario to have a recording of me talking at any point that uh, children were being born. It might just like force my wife out of like rage to just like push faster. Oddly, both two of my three kids were born during jet games also. That's yeah. what are the odds of that? Yeah. Uh, my Both my sons were born after very bad jet losses, uh, which I guess does not narrow it down at all in terms of when they were born. No, mine were both wins, but they were both wins to cap a season where you wanted to lose for a good draft pick. Mm-hmm. They were both born 
Like December 29th, January 1st. Both times week 17, the last game of the year. Okay, so uh, very excited for Courtney and her new edition. And uh, that was just a funny story that really tied in with this episode. You know, but the only thing we're missing here, because this is about a baby name, this episode, is I want to hear back if she's willing to uh, email back. What did she name uh, this baby? Because if it's, you know, I feel like if it was seven or soda, she probably would have mentioned that. But maybe she like emailed the second after birth and she hadn't picked a name yet or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, if there's a unique name, I'd love to hear it. We don't have to say it on the podcast. If yeah, l- can't wait to get the the name update. But also, I, I think with the with the iPhone jack here, the baby would have come into the world hearing our podcast if you mm-hmm. were just playing it out loud. Oh, terrible. Which terrible. would have been it. That would have been it for the baby right there. You yeah. would have had no hope. Yeah. But now he sh- you, the, the baby did not come into the world knowing like you were listening to the podcast, but, you know, you're a grown up already. Like the kid is sort of saved from it. I feel like that's probably a good thing. OK. All right. Well, let's get into talking about the seven. And we start off with Jerry doing his stand up, talking about how people give you compliments for clothes because and people shouldn't accept these compliments that they're getting for something that they're wearing. I wouldn't know. I've never gotten any clothing compliments. Nobody would be like, "Ooh, that's a great pair of socks you're wearing with the you know, with the like the totally inappropriate, you know, sh- like, you know, dress shoes and the white socks you're wearing that, that are very visible or like the socks and Crocs. I've never gotten a clothes compliment in my life. Yeah. Nobody ever said, hey, Keeve, nice wide tie. No, uh, I, I if I put on a wide tie, people would hate it. I, oh, first of all, I'd be pulling it out of a drawer after about five years because I haven't worn a I haven't worn a tie of any sort since 2012. OK. And so if then nothing, never a compliment. Uh, I mean, maybe it's like, wow, you don't look like complete garbage today. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Jerry says you have to wear nice clothes because nobody gives you a compliment. Hey, nice person. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have a problem with the clothes compliment. Okay. All right, Keith, let's open up this episode and we start off with the antique toy store and I, I got to be honest up front that this bicycle subplot that takes up most of what's going on with Elaine, certainly, and Kramer, and ultimately Newman, this is a weird storyline for me. It's weird, but I, I think it gets better. There's another storyline here that I think gets worse, but I, I think this, I, I like the, I like how it concludes. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think um, it's sort of forced in there, but after you get over like the shoehorning, I, I think it sort of gets better. Yeah. And you so, don't like Kramer riding around the apartment in a bicycle? That's I guess hilarious. that's fun. Like, that, there's definitely a lot of humor. Mind Elaine slamming the door on Kramer when he's trying to get out. That's great. Also, that's a good piece of physical comedy. But why does Elaine want the bicycle? Could you see Elaine riding this bicycle around the city? I know we get the funny visual with Kramer riding and ultimately Newman riding a girl, a little girl's bicycle. But Elaine it, it, wanting this bicycle still doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Now. But also, you could ask the same question about Newman, uh, Kramer, I mean, why or or Newman. Why do any of the three of them have any interest in this child bicycle? But for Elaine, she at least gives you some semblance of a reason, right? She said she wanted one when she was a kid, and she couldn't have one. And now she's an adult, and she could get it. It's like a rosebud type thing. Uh, I don't know what that is, but sure. <laughs> yeah. The Citizen Kane. I know that's like the end of the movie, Rosebud, but I don't know like how that... Don't spoil it. Come on. Okay. I'm still going to okay. watch it one day. All right. So that she sees that. She wants to get the bike off the shelf. Jerry is distracted with the woman who wears the same outfit every day. Keith, I'm assuming that this is the storyline that you feel like is not working. Uh, well, I think it starts off good, and I think it, it uh, you know, well, you know, there's no ending to it. Yeah. It, it does end in a 
very quickly, very abruptly, uh, she just decides that this is over. I don't really know what Jerry did. That was so bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But, it, but you know, there's definitely major problems with that storyline, too. Okay, so Jerry first meets this woman. Her name is Christy. She is wearing the same outfit every time that Jerry sees her. Uh, or sometimes she's wearing a coat, and we don't know what she's wearing. Sometimes she wears a coat over that same outfit. And so... Elaine needs some help getting the bicycle off of the shelf. Jerry is too distracted uh, with the woman. And then, you know, very comedically, the bicycle falls on Elaine. And I do like when Elaine has to ring the bell to get Jerry's attention. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, Jerry here is, uh, you know, he's he's easily distracted. Yeah. But I mean, like this is not Jerry's job to get the to get the bike down. Like they're going to break the whole store. It's an antique store. Yeah. Let the worker get it down. Why is Elaine getting it down? Why are Jerry and Elaine in an antique store? Are they just so bored? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, wh- yeah, what are they doing? It's an antique toy store. Like are they buying They're not buying a gift for like uh, you know, George's second cousins. They have nothing to do with him, mm-hmm. right? They don't even meet him. Yeah. So, I like it's not, you know, who else is having a baby or who who has a kid? Like what who are they buying this present for? I don't know. They Did must be bored. You're right. I mean, I don't think you would buy a kid an antique toy uh right yeah so then it's weird i have no idea what they're doing there maybe elaine is really into antiquing perhaps perhaps but this is really the first we've heard of it right yes and the last okay all right well i guess like some of the things like cigar story i don't know if those are antiques or maybe so then we go to george and susan in the restaurant which i think for my money again the episode is entitled the seven i think that this is where most of the gold i think is in this episode uh yeah definitely the most memorable most famous parts of the episode Yes. It's so we start off with Susan's cousins and we're having a dinner with them. Uh, this guy that is Susan's cousin, or is it, is it the guy or the girl is her cousin? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Okay. I feel like it's the girl. I, if it was like a male second cousin, there's a much less chance you'd be having this dinner. Yes. I mean, yes, the girl. And the guy, uh, I feel like that he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he is. Uh, I think he's best known. He's been in. He was in like. Uh, I think he was Santa Claus in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, his name is Ken Hudson Campbell, and his and his name in the uh, in the show is Ken also. Ken Hudson. But I think Campbell. his his two biggest. He was in Groundhog Day, Armageddon. Mm-hmm. But his two biggest credits are um, Baby Bob. He was Baby Bob. I don't oh, know if yes. it is, but it's it's a lot of episodes. Yeah. And he was Animal in Herman's Head. Okay, good. I feel like in another world, I feel like that he could have been the dad on some CBS Monday night sitcom. I'm sure he was in a million pilots as the dad and they all didn't make it there. Yeah, with a very attractive wife and he's like the dumb dad and he has like two kids and some sort of like a like King of Queens type show. Like he could have mm-hmm. he could have been fine as that. Uh, I mean, maybe that's what baby Bob was. I never saw it. We have no idea. Okay. All right. And then so we are finding out about the baby and we want to know about George's relationship to this baby that's being born. And since Susan and the uh, Carrie, the woman, are cousins, so it doesn't make George anything. Is that right? He makes him nothing? Not like cousin through marriage? Yeah, well, what is cousin through marriage? See, I always get in trouble for telling like people on my wife's side that I'm not related to them. They'll yes. always be like, where are we? And I'm like, oh, we're, we're nothing. We're just like people who are in the same room. And then it like gets back to my parents like, did you tell so-and-so that like uh, you're not related to them at all? Um, but you're not related to any of these people. There's no such thing as a cousin-in-law. There's no such thing as like a step-cousin. You know, you're just not related. Mm-hmm. And so George says something very peculiar here. He says, so I guess legally 
I could marry your daughter, which is really like a kind of a absurd thing to say. It's a really good joke if you know the people. Like I have a friend who's a creep who always who would always say like, you know, I'm because he's always, he's always single because he's a creep. He'll always say like, oh, you know, in a few years I'm going to marry your daughter. I'm going to marry you know I'm going to date your daughter. But it's different because we're like friends and he's like busting my chops. You know, mm-hmm. to say it to a stranger is bananas. <laughs> yeah, so that's crazy. <laughs> All right. So we start to find out about some of the baby names they're thinking of. Uh, We get some pitches. uh, Kimberly, uh, Joan. George is very rude here. He says, come on, I'm eating here. Uh, Pamela. I mean, these are some pretty 90s names. (laughs) Is that all 90s names? Well, Joan is not a 90s name, but Kimberly and Pamela definitely are. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Pamela Anderson? I just, I think Pamela, like if you look at the numbers on names, I'm sure Pamela dipped. That 1996 was probably the peak of Pamela. Yes. I, I think Pamela Anderson probably didn't help it. Like, no woman was like, oh, I'm going to name my kid after Pamela Anderson, but it would be a deterrent for some people. Yeah. Okay. And Kimberly was a very popular 90s name, but maybe Kimmy Gibbler killed Kimberly. I'm not mm, sure. Okay. So it would be interesting to know what would be the height of the Pamela naming convention. Yes, and Kimberly. I I think both about 95, 96. All right. So George says, no, here's the name. Beautiful name, Soda. Yeah, which is like, George likes this name, but we know he's been sort of saving seven in the chamber. Yes. Does that mean he only intends to have one kid? Mm, Because isn't Soda his backup name? I'm not sure how it works. This is like his B-list of names. Like if somebody is like going into a fantasy football draft, they say, okay, uh, Wheels, got any sleepers? Like you're not Mm -hmm. giving your best sleeper. You're giving sort of like a a B-level sleeper. Sure. I'll be like, yeah, I think Antonio Brown's going to have a good season. You should probably pick him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not like you think he's going to have a bad season. Right. No, I've, I've, and nobody should be asking sleepers from somebody in their, in the same draft as them. Mm-hmm. So, Keith, how do you think that the name Soda would have held up? Let's talk about if Carrie and Ken had this baby, Soda, born in 1996. Soda would be uh, 20 years old this year. So how do you think that Soda would be liking, you know, as we probably will discuss a lot in this podcast, baby names have taken all sorts of crazy turns over the last 20 years since this episode. Isn't it crazy? Also, we started this recap podcast when it was the 25th anniversary and now we're on the 20th anniversary of these episodes. Uh, I guess it's crazy. (laughs) I mean, we've been going a long time. Anytime I think about it, I don't even remember a time where we didn't do this. Mm -hmm. Put it that way. Yeah. Like if you told me right now. We've been doing this for six years, and this was our second go around. If I was like tired enough, I would 100% believe you. But it's sort of weird that now we're at a point where it's like, oh, and this is a good time that we're doing this. It's the 20th anniversary of these episodes. Right. <laughs> so, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, the whole thing is like, uh, what if we just did like 56 next week and then we were done? <laughs> we'll be done. Knock it out. <laughs> Maybe over the break between uh, the two Survivor seasons. Maybe in January we could do that. We could double up. That's a good idea. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But Soda, I feel like, would have really, even if it was a good name in 1996, I think Soda with, first off, between the Bloomberg Soda band. Oh, yeah. Bloomberg, he won't even, you know, sign your birth certificate. Like, he'll kick you out of the hospital if you make it Soda. And more and more people becoming health conscious and obesity rates. I think that, you know, as a thing, I think that, you know, uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi are becoming less popular. And so I think that overall, I think Soda would have been a really bad name. I think they really dodged a bullet. Yeah, Soda might not even exist in 30 years. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it's become so... out. Like, it, it may become cool again when it's not a thing anymore. 
in like 2040, you know, mm-hmm. and then you could name your kid soda and then be like, what's that? And you'll be like, oh, that was like a, a 20th century beverage that people used to drink. Yeah. Well, but what about like it, it's the same thing with like gluten. If you named your kid gluten, mm. you know, <laughs> better name 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think there's probably a lot of things that probably would have been more popular a ways back and are certainly have fallen out of favor. Um, now, George, going back to the dinner party. Uh, he says that Pepsi is better than wine. Do you think that Pepsi would be a better name than soda? I kind of like the name Pepsi. Yeah. The problem is like Pepsi's number two. It's like second best, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like it for a girl. I think that'd be a good girl's name, Pepsi. Really? Because Seven is clearly a girl's name. That's one of the issues. Like Seven, I do think is a good name, but I don't think it's a boy's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Pepsi is a boy's name. Mm. I think Pepsi, I think it's a girl's name. Oh, let's yeah. let the listeners weigh in on this. So yeah. what would be... Could, maybe this could be the world's dumbest poll. You could poll it on, <laughs> on Twitter this week. Okay. Uh, so With we'll zero see. votes. Neither one. <laughs> Neither one. We'll have to see if Courtney, what she thinks as the resident baby expert, uh, is That's Pepsi right. a better name for a boy or a girl? Maybe she could uh, ask her OBGYN. Yeah. I mean, he's out. He's not, he's not involved anymore. He's out. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, the name Soda, they did dodge a bullet. And so George says, no, it's just because all names sound weird the first time you hear them. I think it's a good point. Yeah. I think like, or, or if you like really analyze a name, if you ever like look at a word for a while and it's like, hey, that doesn't look like a real word anymore. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't have a good example. Of that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there are <laughs> things out there. I mean, do you have any sort of fa- uh, favorite wacky uh, baby names? Um, I, I think in general, just from like a, a, a more macro thing, like, this definitely started, I wonder, like, who started, like, Gwyneth Paltrow names her kid Apple, right? That's, like, sort of, like, the iconic one. That's the iconic one, and the Beckhams with Brooklyn, and I don't know what the other kid's name is, but I think it's weird, too. Mm-hmm. That became, like, a big deal, mm-hmm. and I, I think once celebrities started doing it, now it's, like, all bets are off, and, and, like, Kim Kardashian goes with North, and I don't know her other kid's name. Yeah. Um. And and the you know now it's like which is good I I think it it's opened the door for people my favorite all time name I don't know do you have one I don't know I think I think that you could probably go back into the seventies with like Frank Zappa I think his kids were like Moon Zappa and Dweezil yeah. Zappa so I think that that was certainly I don't a think thing. Dweezil holds up Moon is a cool name I don't think Dweezil holds up <laughs> probably not I think that Moon has has uh, they were probably ahead of the curve on Moon. I don't know. You know, enemy is- of the podcast, Chester. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he. Uh, uh, what's it called? He if, if, if he's having another kid. I think that's okay to say. Yeah, okay. it's very soon. And um, he promised, and then re- and then forgot about it because he's a liar. That uh, that we could name the kid on the Thirty Two Fans podcast. Oh, yeah. But one of my name ideas was Fish Stick. fish stick chester fish stick chester yeah it's a good name i don't know i think it's been a thing that's always been around i think you want something that's sort of iconic i I think that sort of like the common names i think that uh have been uh as as more and more people i I don't know maybe it's tied in with the internet but you you don't want to give your kid a basic name no not anymore now you really have to go and and like a lot of people wrote in actually like 20 people wrote in these similar questions but uh, one thing that a few people pointed out is like, w- if you know one person who has a name and you don't like that person, then you can't name your kid that, right? Right. Like if you're if you're like bully growing up was Dominic, you couldn't have named your son Dominic because mm-hmm. you just think about the bully, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, or if it was like a and with I wonder if it's like different with opposite gender also. If you're yeah. like a woman, I well certainly if you have like an ex or something, but let's say there was like a, a girl who rejected you, like that name's out. Yeah, you don't want that. Uh, it makes you seem creepy. 
what's really creep i have a lot of friends who name their kids akiva like a crazy number of friends mm-hmm. um yeah. and i i think mostly it's because they assumed i wouldn't live long um but also there's like this th- there's this uh you know like another group of my friends who would always make jokes about my sister and then like the one who would n- talk about my sister all day throughout the entire high school but anytime mm-hmm. he came over was too big too much of a loser to even try and talk to her named his first child my sister's not so common name mm. yeah so i don't know what's going on there okay all right <laughs> i'm sure we'll have more baby name talk as we go along so we go back to Jerry's apartment. We see Kramer making this big sandwich, turkey sandwich, uh, that Jerry only has yellow mustard. I am 100% team Kramer on this. I was at a barbecue at my in-law's house over Labor Day, and my father-in-law had made hot dogs, and I asked for mustard, and he just came out with like a huge like gallon vat of yellow mustard. And you need the fancy mustard. I don't need fancy mustard, but I believe that you should have spicy mustard at least, like a Goldens. At the, you know, the, I mean, that's really. Yeah, I'm pro Goldens. I like Goldens. I think, uh, I think you just need choices. No one likes the same mustard, so you need to have at least three, and they stay forever, right? Mm-hmm. You buy them for like a dollar or a couple dollars. Yeah, some and then sort of they're in your fridge for years. Mustard, I think, is yeah. appropriate with a hot dog. My father would have been, you know, he's very particular about what mustard like even Goulden's uh wasn't going to be uh you know a deli mustard enough for him he's not looking for like a gray poupon or a, i don't want to make it sound bougie uh right he wants like deli mustard yeah i again options give people at least three different mustards and let them make the decision right but this yellow mustard is really you know the no ult- that's saying like i didn't even think about it it's like i don't i don't eat mustard so i don't care about you and here's what you got it's the bologna of mustards uh the uh, well so what should we should we rename it <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and just yellow mustard it's just ter- it's just terrible naming also it's like oh it's, here's some yellow mustard here it, we should there. it should just be it should have to call itself basic like basic mustard. basic mustard yeah nobody wants that mm-hmm. and no. so he's making this turkey sandwich he puts uh the yellow mustard on it and uh, he can't eat it he's gonna walk away from it i mean really just not only is it rude that he's eating all of jerry's food but also in that he made a huge mess and it's just like walking away from it I'm like all right i'm out this is gross yeah like a 15 dollar lunch that he's not touching right and uh and he's leaving it there for for jerry's maid who doesn't exist to, to clean it up <laughs> right and so he says the jerry he's getting a little bit of a vibe from jerry that jerry's not happy about this arrangement yeah i mean it's so funny because like once in a while this will happen where they mm-hmm. address the idea that but like it's strange because 99 percent of the time this happens and jerry's totally fine with it mm-hmm well, it's really weird in this spot because Kramer says, oh, we have this arrangement where I can eat anything in your refrigerator and you can eat anything in my refrigerator. We're assuming that Kramer got a refrigerator back after his issue with the stones where he didn't have a refrigerator at one point. But Jerry's like, OK, well, let me know when you have something in it. But wasn't it just two weeks ago that Kramer went to the price club and have bought more groceries that he could eat in a lifetime? Yeah, Amir asked that question in the in the in the mailbag. Also, it's there's no right. They totally forgot that. Like he must have at least twenty beefarinos left. You would think so, and even though that maybe he tossed them all after the whole, he may have been so grossed out by the whole horse thing that he tossed all the beefarinos out. But he has like a ridiculous amount of food. Like it was an entire trunk plus backseat of food. 
So he should not be out of food. I agree with what I, you're right. They, the writers missed this one. Especially if Kramer lives and dies with Dijon mustard, you would think that that would have been one of the staples he would have bought at Price Club. It's also worth pointing out, no matter what or how much food Kramer has in his apartment, there's no scenario where Jerry would go in there to eat something. Probably like if he was not. dying, <laughs> it's too gross to go in there and eat food. What if he had something that was like individually wrapped? I don't think so. Like my mom is a very picky eater. She doesn't really eat a lot. And if she goes like even in a restaurant, if it's not like the most immaculate thing in the world, she'll just like, oh, I'll have a water. And like she won't even like really touch the cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, there are people like that. Like I would eat anywhere. I don't care if there's ants crawling on me, whatever. <laughs> I'll eat I'll, I'll eat that turkey sandwich still. <laughs> but I feel like a, a neat freak like Jerry is not eating anything in Kramer's house ever. OK, what if he had like a, a Snickers bar? Here's the thing. It's like at a certain point. And don't tell me to, he's not eating candy. He ate that old Henry candy bar no, last week. I think he would take the Snickers bar out of Kramer's apartment and eat it at his own house. But to certain people, like a Jerry, eating at Kramer's house is like to you eating in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm not hungry in here. You yeah. know? <laughs> All right. So eventually Elaine comes in. She has the bad neck after she strained it or pulled it. And she says anecdotally, I'd give that bike away if somebody could fix my neck problems. Making like, un, you know, single-ended deals like this never works. Mm-hmm. It's just such a random aside to say. Yeah, I'd give that bike away if somebody could fix my neck. I don't know exactly what you'd say in that spot, but that seems like a very specific thing to throw out there. But if it was me, I would give like a very exact dollar amount. I'd be like, I'd give $228 mm-hmm. to some whoever... <laughs> And, right. and then I'd be stuck doing it. Right. I feel like I'm always very careful in that spot to never actually say more than I think like, uh, you know, I'd be actually willing to do. I don't think I told the story in the podcast. The um, in, in my Deadspin Olympics preview, I wrote that if anybody watches the entire Olympic race walk and uh, and then then tweets at me, I'll give them ten dollars. Yes. And then in the final copy, I made sure to say first person only because I was nervous that like 100 people would do it. Mm-hmm. And so one, only one person uh, live tweeted the entire like two hour race to me, like hundreds of tweets. He was very excited. Was it Johnny DeSilvera? No, it was not. I wouldn't be surprised, but it was not Johnny DeSilvera. He's more, he's more of a rhythmic gymnastics type of guy. He wasn't yeah. into the race walk. And um, a- another guy swoops in the second the race ends, haven't heard from him and says, hey, where's my 10 bucks? Mm-hmm. So the guy who, you know, who live tweeted like hundreds of tweets to me, uh, you know, he got nothing. And this guy who probably didn't even watch the race got 10 bucks. <laughs> okay, good. But okay. I paid him. I, you know, I, I, I pay my debts. Early bird gets the worm. You're like a Lannister. Yeah, exactly. All right. So then Kramer, uh, he jumps in. He knows the pressure points. He has a friend that he knows who... Uh, a wise man taught him the healing power of the body's uh, natural pressure points. He sells T-shirts outside of the World Trade Center. Yes, I believe the first WTC mention in Seinfeld. Yes, uh, and the only? I think, I mean, I, I think we could track it for the last 50-something episodes, but I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then we end up with Kramer moving in and credit to the sound effects people who give us a very authentic sounding uh, cracking of the neck. Keith, you ever crack the neck? Yeah. Love crack the back. I like cracking the back. Yeah. Read an article at some point in the last couple of weeks of that cracking your knuckles actually good for you. How about that? I mean, I'm just going to call my dad the second we're done with this and say no arthritis for me, buddy. 
Yeah. Did you read that? You no, know, right. Didn't you get that? No, I didn't. But but I I'd heard for a while I'd heard it's neutral. Of course, when we were kids, everyone told us you get arthritis when you crack your knuckles, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, clearly that's not the case. I mean, but listen, everything we think is is wrong. I think Malcolm, uh, uh, I think Chuck Klosterman in his new book, uh, he wrote that um, is like, you know, we think one thing and then 50 years later, it's, it, you know, it's like we we're totally wrong. But then it goes back again. So in like 20 years, cracking your knuckles will be like the worst thing in the world. It keeps going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like the wide tie and the narrow tie. Exactly. Such or, you know, or the gluten and the no gluten. <laughs> gluten and the no gluten. Oh, gluten's making a comeback. Glu- yeah, gluten is making a comeback. Too many people are no gluten. Uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, we need that wheat. Yeah. And so Elaine is miraculously healed after that. And Kramer walks away. And uh, that Elaine feels like, oh, she's so happy. And Jerry says, um, you know, he's getting that bike, right? Yeah, and Elaine is like already forgot she made that promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Elaine's like, well, you think he really wants it? And uh, Jerry's like, uh, oh yeah. You know, that's one thing. Also, like when I was a teacher, that's like one thing that really stuck with me is like if you tell the kids like, hey, in two weeks if you behave, you know, we'll watch a video of Death of a Salesman after we finish reading the book, mm-hmm. and then you don't, even if it's not your fault, like the kids will hold it against you forever. So I do think like that it's an underrated thing in life, like making the promise and then not keeping it. Yeah, is like something that sticks with people really sticks with them. So then George and Susan are driving in the car and uh, George is really under the impression that they really like the name soda. He feels like they loved it. And Susan is like, no, they didn't. They hated it. They were humoring you. Another episode of heavy lifting for Susan. Yeah. Just kidding. This is it. Susan is pretty good here. Uh, And he's like, no, believe me, that kid's going to be named soda. And uh, that she says, no, I would never name a kid soda. And he says that he's got the great name for their kids. And uh, he sort of draws it in the air. And it's going to be Seven. Seven Costanza. Beautiful name. Yeah, she's not having any of it. Keeve, what do you think of the name Seven? I like it. I like the name Seven. It's a good name. I actually do think it is a good name. How many babies... It's gotten better with time also. Yes. How many babies were named Seven then following this? Oh, like five people emailed us the number. Yes. Okay. So that they name their kids seven, or they know kids. Name no, seven? five people like sent us articles. Like uh, five thirty eight wrote a whole article on baby names, and seven was in there. I think it was like there's fourteen hundred sevens right now, or something. Yeah, uh, fifteen hundred eighty four people, according to the five thirty eight article. Um, what about other numbers? Uh, yeah. That George uh, cites out some other numbers in the episode. Uh, one, that's a terrible name. One is a bad name. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Awful name. I think you need two syllables at least. Three. Yeah, plus plus two is like you're inferior to one. Yeah, four. Uh, well, wait, I think three is yeah. interesting. I think you skip three. I think three isn't terrible. Three? Like, what, because yeah. you're three-nicker? No, I, I'm thinking like with the right last name, I think three would work. Yeah. Like how, three Sester Nino. No. I'm Sester Nino's hard because it's so long. Yep. <laughs> so you got to get the right name in there. I, I think you need a long first name because it's such a long last name. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. weird how that works. And so three, I, I'm with you. I think three is okay. Four is bad. Four is bad. Five. I kind of like five. Not as much as seven, but five is totally mm-hmm. fine. What about six? Now, six was a name on Blossom, right? Right. That was the next door neighbor on Blossom was six. I, I think you're going to get teased. I think it sounds too much like sex. I and know. I think you're going to get teased you. in elementary school. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It I, is a good name in theory. Like if you could be born at the age of 20, it's a good name. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, then uh, what about eight? Same. By the way, same thing. He's gonna be like, oh, eight. Uh, what happened to the cake? Eight ate it. 
Yeah, you know? God forbid that eight has a weight problem. Oh, if eight's fat, ball game over. <laughs> Forget, Forget it. it. <laughs> Forget it. That's turning into ATE very quickly. Oh, uh, no nine. Question. Nine. I don't like nine. Mm, yeah. One of my least favorites. Okay, ten. I, what about, yeah, I like ten a lot. I think ten is a great name. Ten. ten like a pr- pretty She's girl a named ten. ten, I think that works. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I like and it. Not just because like the ten thing. I just think it's like a nice short name. I feel like 10, but I don't know if it's like an English name. I feel like 10, it's like a Finnish name or something. Mm, yeah. You know, it could definitely be like, like 10 Svensson or something. Yeah, you're from like some Scandinavian country named 10. What about 11? Yeah. Are you a fan of Stranger Things? I, I haven't seen Stranger Things yet. There's a character named 11. Yeah. I like the name 11. I'm totally fine with 11. 11 is fine. And then what about anything higher than 11? I, you're getting like, what about 100? 100? Like 100 Jones. Doesn't work as good as 10. No. I mean, twenty's not bad. Twenty? What about like, yeah, twenty Davis? My name's Twenty Davis. No, I mean, I feel like that if there was somebody coming out in the NFL draft, like out of the combine, like uh, Twenty Davis, like I, I would want any team I rooted for to draft that guy immediately. Totally. But outside of like an athlete, I'm not sure if I would, you know, uh, like if you know your daughter brought home a guy. Oh, this is my boyfriend, Twenty. Thirty Johnson. Thirty Johnson. I think it's a hashtag. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. 30 Johnson. All right. So going back to uh, Susan, she hates seven. No child of mine will ever be named seven. Um, yeah. I mean, Susan, such always, as always, a wet blanket, a spoil sport here. <laughs> yeah. She hates that name. And there's a very funny shot where they do where George is just yelling out the window. He's like, all right, let's stay calm here. Don't get all crazy on me. <laughs> I, I also like, and I, it's a very realistic argument also. We're like, I'm sure you've had this with your wife. I've definitely had it with mine. We're like, you come into conversation thinking one thing is like 100% going to happen. Mm-hmm. And your wife is like, oh, no, like I will literally die before that that ever takes place. Yeah. So I empathize with George here where like in his mind, that's already the name. And then he says it, and it, you know, with us, it's always like, "Oh, you you think you're going to you're like? No, we're not going there. Mm-hmm. I hate that guy. No, we're I'm not, not doing we're not that. Going to his house. No, yeah, no. exactly. No, you can't. <laughs> and, and then you really like uh, get into a battle of wills of like, no, you can't make me do that. Like, oh yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. And and who wins? No, not me. Not, Never. Not me. <laughs> All right. So then, following that, we get to Jerry and George in the apartment, and uh, just a little bit of George retelling what went on with Susan. And Jerry is mocking the name Seven about how, like, oh yeah, Seven—that is a good name. Uh, yeah, the kid will get seven beatings a day, uh, get seven stitches. Uh, Jerry seems very pro-bullying in this take. Um, yeah, yeah. He, I do like the whole, you know, seven beatings a day, seven periods of school. Yeah, uh, sounds like a short school day. Yeah, um, but yeah, he Jerry. I think the whole gang is pro bullying at this point. The, the hammer time in general, there was no stigma towards bullying. Uh, Kiva, didn't we get an email this week that somebody requested the end of the term hammer time in favor of macarena time? Oh, I didn't get that email. Oh, uh, maybe somebody sent that just to me. Uh, that's, well, that's why possible. are people? Wait, hold on. Are people emailing Rob and be like, "Hey, could you like switch up the co-host? I like Seinfeld." But no, like, no. Why are you said- getting emails that I don't get? Uh, yes. Yeah, so somebody <laughs> sent into the contact post show recaps. This is from one of our listeners, oh. Alex in Portland, Oregon. Uh, actually, this is the worst way to get an email read on the show. I know that I'm only encouraging more people to send in messages this way, but this is actually the worst way to get your email on the show because Keeve puts together the uh, the mailbag submissions. Don't so, sub email me, guys. You, you CC me on the on the email. On the chat on the 32 fans podcast. People do it to Chester also. Yeah, they'll start reading like 10 emails that nobody. 
<laughs> message me on. It gets me yes. upset. If you send it to Seinfeld at Post Show Recaps, we both get it. So uh, Alex says, uh, one thing, since the show has hit 1996, is it time to stop saying uh, it is Hammer Time? Hammer Time ended in like 92. Maybe it's Macarena Time. You like Macarena Time? I, I think it's fine. I, I agree. We could pretty much close up shop now. It's February of 96. We could close up shop on Hammer Time, but I don't know. I think we need a reason for Macarena. Like, Hammer Time is mentioned in the show. The <laughs> Macarena's never done in Seinfeld. So, you know, it has to be something Seinfeld-related, I think. But it's a good suggestion to change the name of the, of the second half of the 90s era. Okay, fair enough. All right, so then Jerry walks to the cabinet, and then he continues on his rant of other funny names. He says, how about Mug? Mug Costanza. How about Ketchup? Uh, then he says, uh, how about a pimento, gherkin, sauce, Maxwell, Maxwell House. House. Yeah. Yeah. Gherkin is really a terrible name. It's not even a good name for a pickle. <laughs> yeah. Like if gherkin was named something else as a pickle, it would be a much more popular pickle. Yeah. Uh, Jerry awkwardly segues to the conversation back to Christy. Oh, I forgot to call her. Uh, the woman from the antique store. She wears the same black and white dress with a scoop neck. She looked like a superhero. Keith, do you think that she looks like a superhero? No, I, I don't get why he keeps talking about superheroes here. That never made sense to me. I think maybe because it's like a uniform and a superhero always wears the same outfit. I, I guess that's what he meant. But yeah, um, I'm not a big superhero guy. But yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what he means, I suppose. All right. Kramer comes in. He's got a small goldfish ball and a pad. And now he's going to start writing down on his paper everything he eats at Jerry's house. Yeah, he's going to take an account and uh, it's going to add up fast. Okay. And then he is going to get a bill from Jerry so Jerry can't hold it over his head every week. Oh, you eat all my stuff. Yeah, now they'll be even. Now they'll be even. I do think that Jerry likes having it over Kramer's head. I think he does like being the person having the hand in the relationship of saying like, hey, uh, you eat all my stuff, so... I get to talk down to you whenever I want. Totally. Yeah, it's not it's not a two-way street at all, the, the Jerry Kramer friendship. Mm-hmm. But I agree. He has all the power. He's the successful one. He has the money. He has the food. Uh, and he'd be very lonely if Kramer didn't come by all the time. So yeah. I, he, he likes, he you know, once in a while he gets cranky, like right now, and he's upset about it. But 99 times out of 100, he's fine with it. Yeah. So he basically gets to have Kramer be the butt of all his jokes in exchange for Kramer getting to eat whatever he wants and come through. Yeah. And as a comedian, that's a good deal for him. Not bad. Not bad. Helps him get some material. All right. So then uh, this is a uh, mooching inventory that Jerry says that he's going to be keeping. And so uh, Kramer says he has to go out. If Elaine comes by with the bike, hang on to it. Um, Yeah, he's really it's not like he's just getting the bike. It's like it's consuming him. He's obsessed with this bike. He loves the bike. We don't know why he wants it. He needs it. And so uh, Jerry says, maybe you're not getting that bike. He says, no, Jerry, we had a verbal contract. Yeah, um, a woman's bond, uh, word is her bond or something like that. <laughs> yes. And so you need to get these uh, contracts in writing from somebody uh, on any sort of bike deal. Uh, yeah, you can't you don't just go to the bike store and be like, hey, will you sell me that for 20 bucks? Sure. All right. So I like when George opens up the can of soda again. Uh, George loves soda. Uh, oh, this is a Diet Coke, not a Pepsi. And so he opens up the soda and Kramer says, put it on my tab. It's a good line. Yeah. All right. So we see Jerry in a restaurant with Christy. Uh, he's sort of like making small talk. He says, hey, the uh, the food here is atrocious, but they have the best bus boys in the city and they take her jacket and she's wearing the same outfit. How many times would it take you for your wife to wear the same outfit before you noticed? I think I would notice. I, I think that if it was unusual, I would say like, huh, OK, I, I think I would. If put it was like if it was like a pretty plain, like, OK, it's different between like 
something you go out with for a fancy date mm-hmm. versus like what she's wearing to work Monday versus what she's wearing to work Tuesday, you know? If my wife wore her most generic thing every day, it would take me six months before I noticed. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different. I think that this is a a new relationship, and I think that you might be paying a little bit more attention. I mean, that God forbid I would know what it would be like to go on a date with somebody, but I think I would know if they wore the same outfit on two dates in a row. I would never know. and I, in, I, but I don't, In three days. I would never know. Again, I don't know what color eyes my wife has after 12 years of marriage. Like, I'm not attentive to detail. I don't pay attention to anything like that. But um, I do think that, I, I, I think it's a man-woman divide, ultimately. Like, I, I worked with a girl, and, like, the end of the second year we worked together, I wore something, and she's like, oh, the first day you showed up uh, of school last year, like a year and a half ago, that's the shirt you were wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, if for a billion dollars, I, you know, I, I couldn't have told you what she had worn the day before. Like, it's... uh. So it may be a gender divide, but I'm I'm especially ignorant when it comes to these things. But it's also, I think, that if you thought of her in a certain way, like... A, Are you if, saying she thought of me in that way? No, she might have more attention to detail, but you're telling me if, right. if this was somebody who was an attractive person to you, that you wouldn't have been paid more attention to what they were wearing? Well, I'm a married man. I'm not looking at any woman, including my wife. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I I think I might remember if I saw the same person two days in a row. Right. Two times in a row. All right. So she's wearing the same dress. Jerry and George are back together in the diner talking about this. And I do like this conversation, you know, uh, shades of golden boy back when uh, Jerry was talking about his rotation. And, you know, the golden boy was first one up the ace of the rotation for him. They talk about how the wash cycle uh, with this dress, maybe it was the last day before the wash. And then it was the start of the rotation. But then why wouldn't this be at the end of the cycle? If this is like the Rafael Montero of dresses, why did it come back on short rest? Right. I think it's I, I mean, do women have like uh, rotations? They have clothing rotations. I don't think so. I think that's more of a man thing. To yeah, have it's a, a guy's like I have 10 shirts like I, you know, I wear them each twice a month to work and no one pays any attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that a woman might be like, okay, this is my going out, whatever, and might wear the same thing. But it, it is unlikely. I feel like that she would wear the same thing to two interactions with Jerry in a row. Uh, I think you're probably correct. And it does bug me that we never get an answer to this in this episode. Oh, well, now you're really stepping on the whatever the opposite of the lead is. But it's the biggest problem with the episode. There's no ending. And it's very rare that we have such a major sort of, you know, subplot that's not tied up at all. But we have no clue why or is it rare in the same dress. We didn't know why Poppy's daughter doesn't eat the apple pie. All right. But that's two buffoons wondering a question that no one should care about. And by the way, if you look at ever if you ever look at like un, unanswered questions of Seinfeld, that's like number one on people's list sometimes. Oh, then we'll crack this by the end of this episode. Oh no, I don't think there's an answer. This has bothered me for a long time, honestly. Okay. So then let's let's talk about it. I mean, do you have any leading theories? I mean, let's talk about the options first. Either okay. she has a bunch of the same outfit, or at least two of the same outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was the reading, you know, you know the the EpiPen story? Yes. Recently. Yes. So she, the um the CEO who her dad is a U.S. senator. I don't remember. I think her name is Elizabeth Holmes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. So she, uh, she oh she wore the same thing every single day. She was inspired by Steve Jobs. She viewed herself as like a Steve Jobs acolyte, and 
like if you don't have to worry about clothes, it's just one less decision you have to make every day. So she would wear like the same, even like the same type of thing, like a black turtleneck every day, and she'd make the office very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, so maybe she's like, you know, we don't know what this Christie does, but maybe she's like an important CEO or something, and she just needs to wear the same thing every day. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the leading theory right now. I mean, there's been a lot of things written over the last couple of years, like Mark Zuckerberg wears the same thing every day. I wear the same thing pretty much every day. Uh, I think there's a lot of people out there. The big two, you and Zuck, (laughs) wear the same thing every day. I don't wear the same. I wear the same uh, probably style of clothes every day. Same style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do Do you switch up the pants? Because you're not really on TV <laughs> no. with the pants. No, usually it's the same, the same pair of shorts like every day for like uh, like two weeks at a time. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's not, and, and then I'll wear I'll wear jeans when I leave the house for the most part, unless I'm just like okay. nobody's going to see me. I'm just like going yeah, like the grocery. That's store. when you get seen though. When right, you think no one's right. See you. Um, but for the most part, any public place I'm going to go to that I that, where I might see somebody I know, I probably am wearing pants. You're probably wearing pants. That's good. You're not yeah. out there in your underwear. Not shorts. Not shorts. I mean, well, what kind of shorts? Like cat, uh, cargo shorts? Khaki yeah, shorts? something like that, or some sort of like. You know, there's uh, big. There's a real big backlash on that. Yeah, you I, better that, watch out. Like everybody can relax with that. Stop it. <laughs> Stop with the, the, you know, everybody is all get shamed. Yeah, whatever. Shame, shame me over cargo pants. I please. I welcome it. I welcome it. Uh, come down off your high horse and make fun of my cargo pants, please. <laughs> cargo shorts. But that being said, um, I think that's a, a strong candidate of look, she, we don't know what she does for a living, but maybe it's just like, okay, this is easy for her. She wears the same thing every day. Two. Right. I mean, the, yeah, two is just that it's a coincidence. She, it, you know, that he's right about the rotation. She accidentally w- wore the same thing three uh, times. A few day, three, t- well, three times plus in the picture, right? Right. That's possible. Which was four years ago. Yeah. I mean, maybe like she's not, I, I was going to say she's not wealthy, but it's a nice looking apartment for like ostensibly like a single lady in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I was actually like, I, I think I made a note like, oh, unless she, unless she like lives with her parents, but then we would know that. Yeah. Um, so I, so I don't think it's a money issue. Yeah. Um, uh, how about this? Uh, that two, um, she designed the dress. It's like the puffy shirt. She designed this dress. Oh. She's trying to get it going. She's going to wear it all the time. She gets a lot of compliments on it. People think she looks good in it. Hey, you look like a superhero. I don't want to be a superhero. No, you'll be the first superhero. Uh, maybe it's the kind of thing where she's trying to get this dress uh, sold somewhere. Yeah, but if someone was really fashion conscious... Would they wear the same thing out like so many times in such a short amount of time? Wants to get spotted. That's why she's wearing a jacket over it. Right. Right. I guess. Yeah. I guess you could block it, and then if someone important is there or whatever, you 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 could bust. Take I out the love that dress. Where did you get it? Oh, it's funny. I made it. Oh, okay. We well, should come in. We should have a meeting. Yeah. See, that's a good. It's not like for a sitcom. It's not the best <laughs> answer, but it's probably the most logical answer. Okay. But again, like we're 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 you know swinging into the wind here because there's no. <laughs> There's no answer. How about this? Now, she's a crazy person. Yeah, that's Think possible. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, very insecure or something like that. And this, for whatever reason, that she, it's like people that make like the same face in every picture that they take in. That she, uh, she only looks good in this dress. This is the only thing. I hate everything I have. This is the only thing I look good in. There's people who make the same face in every picture? Yeah. You talking about like the duck face? What, yeah, what duck kind of face? face? Or there's a lot of people that make the same face in every photo. All right, I only look good in in this. I only this is I have to wear this every. You know, I, I wear it all the time. Hmm. Um. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's possible, 
But I, again, there's just not enough. If this was like the SATs, it would be like E, not enough information. Actually, I don't think they have questions like that in the SATs, but it was like a history test. Yeah. Um, the, you know, I, I, I just wish they gave us one more piece of data here. One more for us clue. All decision. right. We'll add it to the yeah. question list for Jerry. Because there Who is a, del- uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was the curb guys. I believe it was, um, uh, Bergen Schaefer. Okay. The, the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? Curb and, and, uh, Schaefer, of course, the league guy. I think the, um, so the deleted scene, which is an alternate ending, uh, yes. Ooh. uh, essential, not alternate, like, uh, like almost like a tacked on ending that we didn't add yeah. where seven is in the park, right? The, there are babies in the park and the parents plus George and Susan are looking at the baby and they're talking about how about seven is, and like people here overhear the name, like, wow, that's a great name. Oh, but I, too bad I can't name my kid there. Cause you already got it. And then Jerry sees Christy. We don't see Christy, but we see Jerry see Christy. And he says, Christy, what are you wearing? Wait up. And he chases after her. But we don't, we don't find out the answer even in, in that scene. Hmm. Yeah. Ostensibly, she's still wearing the jacket. So I don't know. I, you know, like they knew that there's no answer, but they clearly wanted to keep it ambiguous for some reason. Yeah. It's like they never cracked this and the episode had to air. And, you know, the, the actress isn't, I don't, I didn't see her on social media. I would have loved to ask her uh, for her opinion. Not that she would have said anything uh, interesting like none of the actors do. But um, yeah. It'd be great to get some theories and if maybe we could tie it in somewhere. I mean, she was in the antique shop at the beginning of the episode. Does that tell us anything? She's just shopping there, though. She's not, she's not like uh, an employee. Yeah. She's um, not like, but as a, if she was a clothing designer, is that a, a, a tip off that maybe she could be in some sort of like fashion y industry in the antique shop? It, yeah, it could be. She's like, she's shopping for her boss or something. Maybe. Okay. So. We end up with uh, George uh, saying he mentions about how Einstein wore the same outfit every day in that conversation at Monk's. Uh, Jerry has a good line, says, uh, well, if she splits the atom, I'll look past it. Yeah. Uh, And so George is uh, talking about, you know, um, seven again. And Jerry says, what about the name Mickey? Uh, George doesn't really respond to it, but I guess he doesn't like the name Mickey. I think it had just been done at that point. Like there was there are a lot of kids named Mickey after the Mick. The Mick. The Mick, Mick. Mickey is one of the ultimate uh, unisex names also, right? Yeah. Tons of boys and girls named Mickey. I feel like you don't meet too many guys named Mickey at this point. I feel like it's more common as a woman's name. It probably post-mantle started as a primarily guy's name, and at this point is almost only women. But there definitely are older men named Mickey, or, or there were. Sure. Uh, so Kramer comes into Jerry's apartment, and uh, <laughs> he has a cigar, and uh, Jerry is upset about the half a can of soda in the refrigerator, half an apple, half a banana. And so uh, just, uh, you know, a lot of gags about the halves of things that Kramer has eaten. Yeah. You bite it, you bought it. You bite it, you bought it. All right. So Elaine comes in and Kramer wants to know, where's the bicycle? Uh, right. I, again, he's really fixated on this bicycle that Elaine desperately does not want to give him. Yeah. And Elaine says it's a girl's bike. Again, post-gender society, Elaine. Uh, that's right. Although There's we no don't say that bike. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought I wanted to bring it back for you, Keeve. I, I feel like I, I've been thinking about like I think every bit has to go after like 25 episodes. <laughs> Just 25 episodes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, uh, Kramer uh, says, hey, this is a verbal contract. We had a deal. Elaine says he's taking things too literally. If you say that you could eat a horse, doesn't mean you really want to eat a horse. And so Kramer has a friend named Jay Riemann Schneider who eats horse all the time. He gets it from his butcher. Yeah. Uh, this butcher, by the way, I hope <laughs> I hope he's long since out of business. It's not rusty, uh, yeah, is, is it? 
I don't. I oh no. Uh, first of all, I think that would be grossy, rusty. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, you know, first of all, this is the first and only appearance of the great Jay Riemann Schneider. It's <laughs> yeah. like I feel like the Riemann Schneider was like, wait, what's the name of Bob? What? Like they can't remember Sacramento's name, and they're just like, okay, just make it Riemann Schneider. Okay. So Elaine says, okay, fine, fine, you can have the bike. She finally gives in. Yep. Okay. All right. After he sort of like guilts her into like, you know, I could see the other guys doing it, but not you. Uh, so she says, fine. All right. So George and Susan are out to eat. Uh, so much uh, dining out for George and Susan in this episode. Yeah, a lot and of restaurants. So uh, Susan basically says after she told her cousins about the fight that, um, well, that name isn't going to be so original anymore because the cousins are going to name the baby seven. Uh, I can't believe Susan spilled the beans. Yeah. She did. Uh, really spilled the beefarino, and now the cousins are going to name the baby Seven. Uh, when did Mickey Mantle die? I I want to say during the course of the run of the show. Yeah, uh, ninety five. Mickey Mantle died. Yeah. Okay. So right before uh, this. Yeah. So you're naming it after the Mick. Yeah. So it actually August of nineteen ninety five. So I actually, very recent. Yeah, I actually remember where I was. I had gotten a f- very bad food poisoning. From when I used to work at the card store, there was a deli next door, and I got a sandwich. I think there was some undercooked bacon uh, on on a sandwich that I got there, and I just had uh, very bad food poisoning. And basically, Mike Francesa was like sitting shiva on the radio for like three days uh, over the. I mean, Mike he worships the Mick. Like he always says, he doesn't have any famous athletes, but uh, mm-hmm. any favorite athletes. But yeah, he he really. Lo- I'm surprised he didn't name one of his kids Seven or Mickey. Yes, yes. So. I'm sure I probably would have liked to have gotten back to the uh, uh, the 1995 Mets talk. Uh, see what what was going on there, but but you uh, had so you had food poisoning, so you were very you were very sick. You couldn't re- properly mourn. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't from my hero, right? <laughs> my hero? No, there he's so he's from your hometown. He's from Merrick, and he plays a character which is probably a version of him, which is just like this doofus who's obsessed with Opie and Anthony still. <laughs> from who's from Merrick and in every every 10 seconds uh on the show he talks he like plugs my hero which is a yeah. real restaurant in yeah i know where it is um it's it's up by the uh aforementioned uh carvel that i talked about on a different podcast but um so uh, i i know i know where it is my brother probably so next time you go time. back you just came back next time you go back you'll check out my hero we'll get a doughboy yeah. style uh report from you yeah and uh 15 seconds on that my I wanted to go to breakfast with my brother. I wanted to go to a diner and he took me to a, a deli. He's a big deli, a deli breakfast for breakfast. What, yeah. do you, what do you get? What do you get at a deli for breakfast? I can't even imagine. Took me to Sequa where it's like you can get like egg sandwiches and stuff made up. He's like, a, you know, he's is he went to the gym. He wanted like some sort of like egg white and turkey wrap. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not that's not breakfast food. Stop it. Well, Stop I mean, it. the people I, I can't even believe like a deli's open for breakfast. I don't know. Like, again, I'm, I'm sort a lot of people from go in and get like egg sandwiches and stuff like that. Oh, okay. at, this, at this. Can deli. you get meat at 9 a.m.? You can. You can get like, uh, you know, bacon and stuff like that. But uh, uh, I will. You know, I, bacon's meat. I see again. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like a good diner breakfast. See, my brother likes a deli breakfast. All right. So you can remind him next time you come in, you go to back. You go to the diner next time. It's your turn. Yeah, it's my turn. All right. So uh, George is very upset about this. And uh, he said, what about soda? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not loving soda, but uh, <laughs> I think he was right. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, and so uh, Susan says, well, she can't believe that they're going to use it. And then uh, George says it's going to lose all its cachet. And Susan, again, typical wet blanket Susan. Well, um, I don't know how much cachet it had to begin with. And George uh, gives us the, oh, it's got cachet, baby. It's got cachet up the yin yang. Yeah. And one of the most 90s things ever said on Seinfeld, <laughs> up the yin yang. got cachet up the yin yang. Yeah. The, I, th- I think just the idea of like yin yangs and the word like was so popular in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Just like and, and like the art yin yangs and like now you couldn't pay and see one, you know, they mm-hmm. they don't exist anymore. Yeah. So we cut to Elaine. She's in bed. Uh, she wakes up and like her neck snaps again. And uh, she's just like Kramer. Uh, yeah, she uh, I mean, that's what happens. Like if you have if you have a back injury or a neck injury. It's bad, and then the chiropractor fixes it, and then two days later, you're back to square one. Keith, you ever have a uh, back neck issues? Never neck, but back all the time. Yeah. Oh, from what's that from? Uh, probably like sitting in a ridiculous position for like eighteen hours a day mm. in a chair. You gotta try a standing desk. Oh boy, that'd be <laughs> a lot of standing. Yeah, I, 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 I want to go the other way. I want to go to like a full lying down desk. A lying down desk, coffin yeah, I desk. Go the, I think I think the sitting is like too much for me. It's too much. It's energy. too much energy. How would that work? Like, how would the like would the laptop be sort of like it's like an astronaut type desk? I think if the bed was at the at the level of where my like uh, my the my desktop screen is, I think mm-hmm. it would work. It'd have to be really high up. What about if it was like set up like a massage table where you had like the face hole that you could see through and then you could have your laptop on a tiny table underneath the massage table? It's not a bad idea, but I feel like that's a temporary thing. You could do that for like 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be dead after like eight hours. of. I it. just don't know how you would type upside down. Yeah, that would be typing. Where where is the keyboard in your scenario? I don't I don't I can't fathom where the keyboard where, is. At the, in the massage table. You're on the massage table. You're facing down. Your head is looking through the hole. There's like a little table underneath that has your computer on it. Um, I, you know, when another one of my problems is my eyes are really bad. Mm-hmm. My face needs to be very close to the screen. Oh, you can get the higher table underneath the massage table. Yeah, and but I'm saying my head and like yeah, it have to be very close to my face. Like I lean into my screen all day. Theoretically, you could have somebody working on your back while you were working. What is this like a casino where someone's walking around offering massages while you play poker? I, Who's going to be working on my back all day? I, maybe you should get a job at a casino. Then I'm going to be. I mean, those people have to sit in those swivel chairs all day. That's no good. Well, then you're walking around. <laughs> Maybe you could be working some sort of like behind the scenes at the casino. Oh, like the pit guy? You were yeah. like the pit guy? Like, those people stand all day. That's that's horrible. <laughs> Look, I don't know what job you could get in the casino. Oh, I got I actually I do have one. The guys who watch the the <laughs> security tape. That's not bad. Those people are always sitting and they're in there alone. No one else could be in there. They're eating a bag of chips every time you see them on a TV mm-hmm. show. That's mm-hmm. not a bad gig. Yeah. I think they're usually too distracted with the chips, and that's why when you see them, there's like a heist going on. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I would miss every heist. Again, I, I don't pay attention to anything. I would be the worst heist catcher on earth. Uh, Keeve, could you identify the woman that came into the casino every single day? What was she wearing yesterday? I don't know. The, the shoes maybe socks. <laughs> All right. So Elaine's on the street. She can't look down because she has a bad neck. She runs into Christy and we get Elaine's POV. She can't see what she's wearing. What do you think she was wearing the dress in this uh, moment? 
Yeah, she's wearing the jacket, so right, so we can't see it. I don't think we ever uh, get to see, right? I know, no, well, we, no, we don't see it, but we can see her jacket, so we okay. know that we can't see it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think she's always wearing the dress. I th- my right. conclusion is she's always wearing the dress. Meanwhile, uh, Kramer goes through the streets on the girl's bike. He's having a great time. Uh, people are heckling him. He doesn't care. Um, yeah, I, you know, Kramer literally is the most famous person in New York City in, in Seinfeld. <laughs> Everyone yells his name every time he goes out on the street. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So George is buzzing up to the cousin's apartment. Uh, He needs to go talk to them. Yeah, I'm surprised they even let him up. (laughs) Yeah, they should have just called the police. All right. So back at Jerry's apartment, Elaine is banging on Kramer's door. Uh, Very unusual that Elaine is banging. on. She just saw him out riding the bike on the street. Is she just moving so slow because that she has the neck issue? She thought maybe he beat her back to the house. Yeah, I think she's got no concept of what's going on right now because she could only look up. It's a, it's a tough life for her right now. Yeah. And so this chiropractic job was a crock. It's worse than before. Terrible. Uh, listen. When you when Kramer is your chiropractor, then Kramer is your chiropractor. You know, That's basically what Jerry says. He says, you know, I would think that Kramer would have a real knack for moving pieces around of a person's spine. Uh, yeah, it's pretty shocking that, uh, that that he wasn't able to do it. Yeah. All right. Elaine says that she ran into Christy, and Jerry wants to know if she saw the outfit, and uh, she did not get to see it. Um. No, she could. She couldn't. Okay, uh, so funny moment then. Uh, so Kramer rides the bicycle into Jerry's apartment, as you mentioned, and he's ringing the bell, and Elaine slams the door, and Kramer crashes into the wall. Uh, really a great scene. Good montage shot, I feel like. <laughs> yes. Good stuff. I feel like when we get to the end, I feel like you're, you're going to definitely see that clip. You know, I don't remember. It wasn't like something that was replayed a lot, so I don't remember. Or like, it's not gift a lot either. Mm-hmm. But it probably should be. There should be more GIFs. I know we have the king of all. Is it GIFs or GIFs? Did we decide? I feel like that people get mad at me on podcast if I say GIFs. I know one of them is totally wrong, but it's GIF. I say GIFs only because that I get uh, shamed by people on Twitter. Like, I can't believe you're one of the people that says GIFs. All right. So, uh, we, you know, but we have the king of GIFs as a listener to this podcast. You're aware of this. Who's that? Uh, the great Johnny DeSilvera. Oh, yes. Yes. He's not making them, but he's using them. Yeah. So, Johnny, find us uh, a Kramer uh, riding his bike into the wall when you listen to this episode and tweet at us. And that's the gift for the week. All right. So they talk about they had this deal. And then Elaine says, you have to give me back that bike. And uh, when she got out of bed, it was worse. And Kramer says, what? You should have been sleeping on a wooden board for a week. And she said, like, what? You never told me that. He's like, oh, it's common knowledge. I I don't really like this part of the subplot where Kramer is like, what? What do you mean you didn't know you have to sleep on a wooden board for a week? Yeah, I I feel like we're getting too, you know, like, all right, Kramer is not a, it should not be giving you the second level of of advice, just like he shouldn't have fixed the problem in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. And so then uh, they say they need to have some sort of mediator. Jerry doesn't want to be the mediator. They need to go to somebody else who Jerry says is uh, unencumbered by emotional attachment. Someone whose heart is so dark it can't be swayed by pity, compassion, or human emotion of any kind. Cut to Newman as the mediator. Uh, Are you surprised Elaine would agree to this? Doesn't it seem like that Newman would be pretty pro-Kramer here? Yeah, I would be upset. There's this concept in in like old school uh, Jewish law. They have this concept. I forget. That. This I'm is going to be a King Solomon th- story. No, it's not. Not. We could talk about that in two minutes. But <laughs> the, it's like because the, the Jewish uh, like courts then were were three judges, right? 
Yeah. So, like, if you were like suing someone, you didn't know what court to go to. You pick a judge. I pick a judge, and then our two judges have to like agree on the third judge. Mm-hmm. I feel like something like that should happen. You're like, th- he says we need an impartial mediator, and he's trying to I sell like that. us that like yeah. he's trying to sell us that 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 Newman has no soul, so he doesn't care who wins or loses. But he's he's Kramer's really good friend, and he has nothing to do with Elaine at this point in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he can't like Elaine should have nixed this immediately. Yeah. What we do find out later is that Newman is infatuated with Elaine. Right. But right. But as but this is a, a episode after uh, the seven. So like mm-hmm. as as far as we know in the canon of the show, unless Elaine sort of suspects that and she thinks, oh, I'm a lady, I'm going to turn on some lady charm and uh, mm-hmm. and I'm going to win this case because like he loves. He's friends with Kramer, but like it's sort of a love hate friendship, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. Well, there's Newman, and uh, he starts talking about the case, and it's an interesting dilemma. He, I really feel like that this whole subplot, especially when we get to the Newman mediation, really doesn't work for me. I feel like they just love this idea of splitting the bicycle, and then they like wrote this backwards for it. Yeah. Because just her getting the bike doesn't even make sense. The whole the whole scenario. Doesn't make a ton of sense, so it's almost like they did it backwards. It's just the whole King Solomon story. It's like on the nose with right, I, any right. Sort they of make wrinkle. it seem like this is because so, a lot of times they do it, but it's like obscure. Like, oh, if you knew that, if you knew that movie from 1978, you know it. But like, I think everyone knows splitting the bike, right? Mm-hmm. Splitting the or splitting the baby. Yeah, it's almost impossible to think that when Newman suggests later on splitting the bike in half, that Elaine doesn't say, "Oh, you mean like a King Solomon thing?" That's so stupid. Right. Uh, there's no way Kramer would know it at all, but Elaine for sure should know this. Yeah. And so it's almost like that if Kramer would say like, oh, no, I would say give it to her. And then Newman says, OK, fine. The bike is yours. And Kramer like gets mad. Like, no, no, no. That was the King Solomon thing. What do you that I, I said? I didn't want the bike. So you have to give it to, like there's just like no sort of twist on this story. Uh, right. No, they, it is it is too paint by the numbers. I 100 percent agree. OK. All right. So uh, Newman has to get up that uh, his cocoa is ready. So uh, he goes off to go and uh, get some uh, hot cocoa here in February of 1996. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So George is back with the cousins and uh, he's talking about the seven. You can't steal the seven. And uh, they start to get on his case about, hey, it's not like Susan's pregnant. You already postponed the wedding. And uh, George says, don't worry about me. I'm not a waffler. Is George a waffler? I mean, is that someone who likes waffles? Because then he's definitely a waffler. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think he's probably a bit of a waffler and they do have him dead to rights. But it's a good thing George didn't talk them out of the name because uh, as far as we know, and is is the Curb Your Enthusiasm 10-year anniversary, is that canon, Keeve? I think it's canon to the show. I mean, I, I feel like we could discuss that if we ever get there. It's a good question. Like, if I say that George Costanza never went on to have children, is, is that a factual canon statement? It's a good question for Larry, if we ever yeah. interview Oh, Larry. that is a good question for Larry. Where are the characters now, Larry? Yeah. Is, are <laughs> the today. events of the Seinfeld 10-year reunion on Curb Enthusiasm canon within the Seinfeld universe? It's a really good question. I mean, you could say it's, like, tricky because in Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry plays someone who knows that you know he created seinfeld he is larry david he knows it's fake he was supposed to be you know george um it's very complicated but i I don't i'm not sure it's a good question it's a very good question so but we'll assume that george costanza did not ever go on to father children no as far as we know no kids 
Okay, so the name Seven would have gone unused. Yeah, I mean, it's a great tribute. I think they'll always think of Susan. It's close to, you know, it almost, it, you know, has the same starting letter. Mm-hmm. Like, to, you know, maybe they have another kid and they name it Susan, but I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, this will end up being, uh, history will be kind to this decision to name it Seven. Yeah. Except, and- well, the thing is, it's George's name. Mm-hmm. And in their eyes, George is, you know, literally a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe him. it's a bad thing that they named it Seven because it's like, it's it's like naming it after a murder, basically. Is there a different Mickey Mantle tribute that you could come up with? I mean, that they're going to have a girl, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so I mean, why not name the girl Mickey? I, I think it's it, they want an original name. They they're, they I mean they, they were going to name they, her. What I know, Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly, yeah, Joan. Yeah, they were going to go with. Well, okay. So what about Mantle. Mantle's not bad. So Mantle other than Ross? the Mick, I I went to look and see if he has other nicknames besides the mick and wikipedia says the commerce comet what about comet wait mickey mantle's nickname was the commerce comet unless someone just like randomly put it on wikipedia he must have been from commerce the commerce oklahoma <laughs> the commerce comet yeah he's from That's commerce a oklahoma nickname mickey Mantle. Well, if, listen you you're the merrick madman <laughs> why i'm not or, even from the, oh yeah you're not from merrick sorry the the the, the wanta uh, uh you know washing machine i don't know War- warrior <laughs> the wanta warrior that's not bad War- warrior not warrior that, no that i know i know idea. oh I, I i know the wanta warrior that's actually pretty good that might <laughs> stick rob uh so uh yeah mickey mantle his family moved to the nearby town of commerce oklahoma where his father worked in the lead and zinc mines oh boy yeah um i i think comet is not a bad name for a girl yeah uh, why people think you named after the dog on full house but it, would they have thought that in 1996 mm, probably probably very fresh in the mind i think again listen these are people willing to name it after kimmy gibbler that you think comet is a step up <laughs> yeah again uh mickey mandel who shares the same birthday as me uh that's truly an amazing fact that's <laughs> soon right isn't isn't it soon october 20th okay it's coming yeah uh like com like the commerce comet it's coming <laughs> All right, so George is trying to get them back onto soda. He says, I thought we all agreed on soda. And they said, we don't care for soda, George. Uh, and he says, how do you not like soda? It's bubbly. It's refreshing. And now she goes into labor. What are the odds that she was nine months pregnant <laughs> and he walks in? Yeah. And so I like that George is then pitching them on other numbers. Uh, what about six? And they give him a dirty look. Nine. And then he says, 13. Uh, 13's no good. Was this a <laughs> subtle shot at A-Rod? No, I, I think it's just an unlucky number. They're about to go in an elevator. He's thinking about 13. Is that it? I think so. Yankees definitely going to retire A-Rod's number. What? Uh, like, maybe burn it in effigy. They're not retiring it. Oh, interesting. So you've, I feel like that's kind of a hot take. There's no way the Yankees will retire. Oh, maybe like, first of all, they hate him. They, they have to give <laughs> him like tens of millions of dollars that he didn't, you know, that they never should have. But you don't think 10 years from now they're going to retire his number? If A-Rod ever becomes, uh, you know, like trendy for some reason in his like 70s, it's possible. It's going to be a long time. I think yeah. Jeter might have to be dead first. I don't think Jeter is going to let that happen. Boy. So you think that Jeter is going to say, like, I, if you retire, you're, uh, yeah, I'll never walk A-Rod's back in number. the park. Yeah. yeah. Unretire mine. Mm, yeah. I mean, think of some of the numbers they got retired. They're not going to retire A-Rod's number. I mean, he, you know, he got busted twice. So what? So did Steve Howe. Well, I mean, is everyone going to retire A-Rod's number? Are the Mariners going to retire A-Rod's number? Are the Rangers going to retire his number? 
Mm, I mean, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame, right? I mean, I think isn't that common? No, practice? he can't go in the Hall of Fame. He got busted. Oh, stop it! They'll put all what? these steroid guys in within. Oh, you, oh, you mean eventually? Obviously, he's not going to go in right away. I mean, the, by the time no. his five-year career is, or like the five-year waiting period is over, they might put him in first ballot. Rob Barry Bonds doesn't even come close, and Barry It'll Bonds be, was better than A Rod. Everybody's going to get over it. Everybody's going to get off their high The won't wars. get over it because they're they only have ten years now. He's almost all, done. Just like the cargo short people are going to get off their high horse, the writers are going to get off their high horse. Oh, I agree. One day he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame. But first of all, like Shoeless Joe's been kept out for over 100 years at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's going to take a while. You know, you and I might, might not be podcasting about Seinfeld anymore. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't happens. even know how we got onto this. <laughs> yeah. Because thir- George's 13 is no good. Okay. All right. Uh, so George is pushing for 14. 14. All right. Uh, Jerry and Christy are at dinner and uh, Jerry is just like uh, thinking in his head about what's going on here. Why is she wearing the same outfit over and over again? Does she have a closet full of these like Superman? And she knocks over the wine onto her dress. Uh, Don't you think that Jerry should have knocked the wine over onto her dress? Uh, Yeah, I think it should have been intentional, but it's more of a George thing, though. That's my only problem. Mm -hmm. We would have said, oh, that's really a George move. But I I mean, he just robbed an old lady a couple weeks ago. Are we going to say that Jerry's above? accidentally spilling on a woman i don't think so well it would be intentionally spilling intentionally you know yeah. ac- accidentally in quotes yes okay so she ends up saying okay let's go back to my apartment so i can change okay that's a super idea so they're driving to the hospital and so george is in the back seat telling them okay uh like you know uh how about this and they're saying okay just keep breathing george says to her you know, the thing is, I kind of promised the Widow Mantle I'd name the baby Seven. One of his worst lies in the whole series. This is like trying to pull it out of left field. This, this is, is like really saying terrible. you're somebody's cousin-in-law as you're walking out the door. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't work. <laughs> yes, it doesn't work. Uh, is this uh, almost even too hard? I mean, that Mickey Mantle is not dead a year at this point. Uh, should they be bringing up the Widow Mantle here? You think she's off limits? The Widow Mantle's off limits? I th- kind of think so. I don't know. I don't know if it was in great taste at the time. I, I don't know. George does a lot of things that aren't in great taste, though. Yeah. Uh, and so then this scene, I think, also ends in a weird spot. The husband is like, George, now's not the time. And he's like, oh, but but it's and Ken says, hey, George, she's in labor. And he says, so am I. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That joke. He it's, got a big laugh and it made no sense. <laughs> I mean, is George saying that because he's working hard here? He's in labor. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. All right. So we go back to the arbitration hearing and Newman says uh, the solution is going to be we're going to cut the bicycle in half. And Elaine's like, what? This is the solution to ruin the bike. Good. Good. I don't care. Cut the bike. Uh, Yeah, clearly. So it's funny. Elaine should be the one to say, no, I'd rather him have it because Elaine should be the one who knows the story of King Solomon, whereas we we have established there's no way Kramer knows it. Yeah, it's almost I think would have been funny if Elaine is like, well, that if you're going to cut the bike in half, then I think that Kramer should have it. And then they give it to Kramer. And then she like gets up in arms like, no, it's it's the, it's the stupid <laughs> right. King, she, you're right. King Solomon story. She starts yelling back the King Solomon story. But then it's yeah. like hard to explain. It's yes. a little harder to explain that one, and, but and I then, agree that might work. And then Newman is like, who's King Solomon? Like, uh, then he right. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that I think we've improved this episode. Yeah, I think we did hit it. All right. Get those. We could only guys solve on if we could only solve the dress, uh, you know, problem. <laughs> then we'd be golden. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then. Uh, so Kramer ends up with the with the bicycle. All right. 
So we then go back to Jerry at Christie's apartment. And so she goes to go change. And then Jerry looks at a photo, which is dated. Uh, the date on it is what? August 17th, 1992. Uh, yeah, it's from 92. And it's, you know, same dress. Same dress again. And so Jerry is like, she's got to have hundreds of these things all around. And so there must be some secret stash. He is uh, in her closet. In a, he's like looking in a closet. And she comes out in a robe. And she's like, uh, are you looking for something? And, oh, he says, I thought you were changing. And she's now all of a sudden she's out. She's like, you know what? Let's just call it a night. Just like the doctor in the hospital. She's out. She's out. Um, this is I, so crazy. Wh- yeah, why is she in the robe? Let's let's start with there first. Um, well, it's almost like she would slip into the robe if it's like the old, hey, let me go slip into something more comfortable, like this night is going to take a more exciting turn. Right. But so then, that's obviously one option, but it doesn't yes. seem like that's her attitude even when she, you know. Well, unless that she sees him rummaging through the closet, which I don't know why he doesn't say like, oh, I was looking for the bathroom. Yeah, he has so many different excuses in similar scenarios. He could have just said that. I was looking for the bathroom. I'm looking, you know, uh, like, it's really not a big deal. It's not like he's, like, going through her wallet. I feel like we've had much worse scenarios of Jerry, you know, at girlfriend's houses looking through stuff before. Yeah. I mean, he's just opening a closet. I mean, there's a million things he can come up with. Oh, I was looking for a snack or... Right, but his question is, is she, is she like, trying to turn this into, like, a, you know, a, a stay-at-home date? Did she hear him or see him <laughs> rummaging around? Date. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Did she hear him, like, rummaging around? quickly while she wasn't dressed put on this robe and run outside to see what he's up to you know or is she actually like not feeling well and she's going to call it a night either way Mm. i don't know it's it's bizarre and then so she's just sort of like she's out on this i don't know if she's on to that she's that jerry has figured out her secret that she wears the same thing all the time now okay so can we make sense of this combined with any of our theories that I think that the leading thing is just that she's an insane person. I, I, it's, I mean, the idea of wearing the same dress every day, it's very possible. It's like her mom bought her these dresses and, you know, it's like, I know she can't make these decisions herself. And the reason why she's in the antique toy store begin with is because she's crazy and she just like stumbled in there. And that's why she doesn't mind Jerry, who's a lunatic, literally just staring at her in the antique store and she doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the fact that he, she, he sees him in the closet, you know, again, he's going to find God knows what what's in there because she's a crazy person. And that's it. She just like freaks out. Um, I, I think uh, I, I think, uh, you know, she overreacted here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Could have given him a second chance. Yeah. So Jerry also acts totally bizarre at this point. And so instead of like trying to say like oh come on why don't, why don't we stay in like he just gets like totally crazy and is like uh okay well if it's all up to you uh like you know how about this i'll sleep on the couch out here and then in the morning you know you get dressed and then uh, we'll walk out together I, he's already lost her at this point it's all moot yeah no it's so crazy and then uh then she's saying like uh you know you should leave and uh he's like come on throw something on walk me out to a cab uh there's no chance that's happening and even if she throws something on why wouldn't it be like the robe or pajamas like why is she gonna put on some fancy going out dress that he's Mm -hmm. gonna get the answer to this issue yeah all right so then we go back to the hospital and we see carrie being wheeled into the delivery room and uh, they're trying to get her to breathe and george is saying you know you're being very selfish about all this and uh that they're not gonna let him into the delivery room 
they shouldn't even be in the hospital. He didn't. It, it would have made much more sense if he drove them to the hospital. Once he's in the back seat, it's insane that they let him come and they don't like call the police. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's crazy that they let him in the car even on the way. So forget about letting him in the hospital. They they should be calling the hospital police also. Yeah, and he says you got to let me in. I'm family. I'm having sex with the cousin. <laughs> Good line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so uh, very, very sad. And uh, he can't get in. So uh, and thus is the story of uh, how seven is born. Uh, then also, this is a really weird ending at the episode. So Jerry's back in his apartment. He's trying to call up Christy. She won't meet with him. He says he could bring a bunch of people. No, no, no. All right. So Kramer comes back in and uh, Jerry has addresses him as Hobo Joe, which I like. And so he gives him a bill for all the food that he ate. Keith, how much do you think the bill was? I mean, he says, I don't have this much dough. And Jerry says, most people don't. But then he sells the bike for 50 bucks. So if the bill is somewhere in the $50 range, I think that Jerry's comment makes no sense. So the bill's got to be a couple hundred bucks at least. And even then, it's a weird comment. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then he Kramer is like, oh, boy, that's like more money than I expected. And he says, I don't have this kind of cash. Uh, going back to this idea of is Kramer a drug dealer? Does he have what's Kramer's financial situation? Yeah, it can't be great if he doesn't have this kind of cash. Mm hmm. <laughs> so Kramer basically wants to run up a tab uh, and Jerry says, no, you can't eat until you pay the bill. And so uh, Kramer runs out and that's the end of the episode. It doesn't even end on a joke. No, no joke. Um, again, the, I, I like all the storylines. I don't think there's a bad storyline. I just think they could have been tied up a little bit better. And then in the tag, we get yeah. sort of like the punchline that Elaine sees Newman who's riding the bike and he bought the bike from Kramer for $50. And, you know, it's a, you know, funny visual of Newman riding the girl's bike, but somehow Newman has also made all these modifications to the bicycle since I don't know how many days has gone by. Um, it, the timeline of the whole episode is a little strange. It can't be more than a few hours or like the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's Maybe Newman is like some amateur repairman. I mean, he's a toy repairman in uh, Toy Story, so it's possible he's a bike repairman. <laughs> so, all right. And uh, that's how the episode ends, Keith. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of like this episode, but it's it's not... It's funny without being hilarious, but it's it's not perfect. They really needed to tinker with it a little bit. I would say that I think the George storyline and the seven is all iconic, and I think that the rest of the episode is kind of a mess. Hmm. Um, there's one great story and the rest of the stuff is uh spinning its bicycle wheels it's a mess but it's kind of a hot mess to me Mm -hmm. hot mess isn't good yeah like it's 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 not a it's not like a disastrous mess it's good the storyline with the woman who wears the same outfit i think also is pretty memorable but i do think that the ending is is a you forget you forget how bad the ending is and but it's fixable yeah, and I do like when Elaine slams the door when Kramer's riding the bicycle, but I do think that if you would have asked me last week if Elaine getting a bicycle and then Kramer wanting the girl's bicycle was a Seinfeld storyline, I probably would have would not have even remembered that was a thing. Yeah, not very memorable, the whole bike thing, even though it, it's, it's okay and it brings us a few, you know, maybe the funniest parts of the whole episode, the Kramer slamming the thing and just Kramer driving around on the bike, the whole ride around the bike, the whole episode's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would give if we want to give quick quick grades to the um, 
to the to the stories. I would actually give the bike story an A minus. I just think they didn't hit the end well. But I I think that there's so many funny gags in there, and just the visual of Kramer like riding the bike around Jerry's apartment is is worth an A minus to me. Boy, uh, I would really be hard pressed to give it anything higher than a B. Okay, and, and then story it, is that is that Elaine's story? I think it's both them. I think you have to do well. No, that's Elaine's. That's Elaine's story. Kramer's is the 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 bill for the food, which is a very small story, but pretty funny. There's no problem with it. I'll give that an A minus two. Right. I mean, that's definitely the D story in the episode. Uh, Jerry with the dress. I mean, this easily could have been an A. They just botched it so horribly. I'm giving an F minus because I'm so upset they didn't answer it. <laughs> I I still think like it's it's pretty memorable. I'll, I'll say it's a B minus uh, with the deductions coming from the ending. And then and then the, the seven part, I think it's maybe a little funnier the first time you see it. But just, you know, the idea of him still antagonizing them on the way to the hospital, just the, the, yeah, the hearing the names, the seven and the soda the first time is so funny. I give that an A. Yeah, oh, that's an A. A, a plus even. OK, fair. So um, all good stuff. Keith, where did you rank this episode? Why don't you guess? I will say that uh, I'll go with a balmy 77. Oh, you, you're really good at this game. That's not bad. What are you? What winning is within how many? I say ten on either side. Oh well, then you won because it's eighty-four. Eighty-four. Okay. There we go. In the same ballpark. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that the seven stuff is so good. I mean, George is uh, far and away the MVP of the season. I, I, I mean, I think that's not a hot take at all. But I mean, he's really just. Uh, um, I was gonna say killing it, but I think that's not for a few more weeks. But no, he's no. just uh, really uh, just episode after episode. Uh, yeah, this, and uh, it, this has been a very strong season. Also, really, no clink. You know, maybe we had one in the whole season so far. Like, not mm-hmm. a lot of clunkers. Yeah, from Nazi so, till now, it's been really strong. Yeah, the most memorable part of the episode really delivers. The rest of the stuff, um, not not great, but definitely some laughs along the way. Yeah. All right. Keeve, let's get into the mailbag. And of course, uh, before we get into the mailbag, uh, let's just uh, remind people of we do appreciate your feedback and star ratings on our iTunes page. Go to postshowrecaps.com slash Seinfeld iTunes. Always appreciated to get the honest feedback from you guys, the listeners. All right. So let's jump into the mailbag. And of course, uh, let's give a little bit of a follow up from the opening email. Courtney's sister, Kendall. All right. Do you want to give us Kendall? Yeah, and by the way, you know, we talk about, we just spent the whole two hours talking about interesting names. Kendall is spelled with a C. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I love it. All I right. bet, you know what, I bet they, you know, we didn't get the name from uh, from Courtney. I bet it's an interest. I bet it's not like Tiffany or, or uh, Kimberly. Kimberly. Yeah. You know, or it's Jill. definitely something interesting. Okay. We'll see what she comes right. up with. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cor- uh, Kendall writes, as a special ed teacher, just like <laughs> Kendall writes. As a teacher, special ed, just like Wheels once was, that's correct, it's impossible for me to find names that I like. The moment I find the name that I want for my future children, some snot-nosed, jam-covered little kid moves to my school and ruins it for me. I can't shake the association. Wheels, have you ever had a name ruined because of a student? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never, like, thought of a name and then thought, like, oh, I, I you know, but I do think, uh, you know, that if there was a kid I really didn't like, for sure, that would be a total deal-breaker if I remembered the kids' names a year later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She said uh, her first year teaching, there were two students at her school named Seven. She asked a different teacher why they wouldn't name them Ketchup or Mug, and the blank stare she got made her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also says, thanks for the great podcast. It's the only one I listen to. Wow. Uh, I would love to listen to Wheels and his 32 Fans podcast, 
but only if it's 90% of him ripping Chester. I assume she means it can't be. It's definitely at least 90% me ripping Chester. If she if she's saying that's too much, fine, but it's at least 90%. Uh, P.S. This is interesting. She says, I've purposely refused to look up either of you, so I don't know what you look like. Oh, so I have a, ve- a very clear made up picture in my head. If either of you are curious, I think we're both curious. What do, what do you think we look like? Yeah. Can we get like some sort of police sketch artist to yes. give us the artist rendering? Yeah. So, Kendall, for next week, uh, either describe it or if you have any artistic ability uh, and you're not too busy being an ant, you know, uh, draw us a picture of what you How are think. you with macaroni statues? <laughs> That's right. Make it out of you silly. Yeah. Uh, send, you know, take a picture of it and uh, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll see how accurate. And then, we, you know, we'll send you pictures of us and you can figure it, you know, how. Yeah, and I would what? say my equivalent, Keeve, of yeah. the baby names getting ruined is, the, you know, I cover so many different reality shows where, you know, yeah. each one has, you know, here's 20 new people. And then, you know, if people are just terrible on these shows, sure. then sure. they ruin a name also. Sure. Like, can you think of a name that like, oh, I was going to name my kid that and now I can't. Um, I mean, there was probably <laughs> like when Nicole and I were really struggling uh, with Anthony. Uh, with coming up with names that we liked, and we went through so so many different ones of of different things. I'm like, oh no, I like I hate that guy. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, like oh that guy, he got voted out first. Like, oh, yeah, you don't want you don't want a first boot as your as your kid's name for sure. Ideally, what does Johnny have to say? Johnny DeSavera says, "What's the most unique baby name you two have ever heard among your circle of friends?" Well, Johnny, yeah, right. I put that in friends. for a reason. Yeah, Johnny, yeah. you've heard 125 episodes of this show, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, my friend Aris, uh, with an unusual name, and his brother Vetus, who has an unusual name. I mean, uh, that his but no, he's saying name, baby names. That's like that's his well, parents uh, well, I'm 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 getting there, Keith. Oh, that, okay. uh, that his uh, kid is named River, which is pretty. Unusual. I like River. I like yeah. River. But River's been around for a while. River There's Phoenix, like Rivers Cuomo, yeah, River Phoenix. Although maybe that's not like he died young, right? Maybe that stopped the Rivers. Mm-hmm. Also, his brother's Joaquin Phoenix. I feel like that. Like, yeah, he's already out. Yeah. Is his brother Joaquin Phoenix? Um, yeah, I I believe that's that's actual factual. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Any, I don't know if I have any creative. Well, I I I don't even remember the name. But Chester gave one of his kids an interesting name. But he could he could write in and say the story if he wants. But he he made the newspaper. He gave his his kid such an unusual name. Oh wow, yeah. But I also don't remember it. So (laughs) (laughs) what a tease. Yeah, what a tease. Yeah. All right. Uh. Dominic from Massapequa, Lindsay and Caleb all have a similar question. I was wondering if either of you had to name one of your children after something, something sports related, uh, what would it be? I'm considering Mattingly for a boy or a girl. That's from Dominic from Massapequa? Yeah, that's from Dom from Massapequa. Um, that's a good question. Sports related. You've already done Reyes for a dog. That- and I never would do it again. I never, really even would. though it may end, you know, he had the first pitch of the game today. He had a home run. It's, yeah, it's sort of by some you know grace of god he yeah. has uh it is it has gone from like you almost have to change the name to okay you know <laughs> yeah no it's a, that's a great point yeah that and because we're so down on on having a dog at this point with all these kids running around it's really like somehow that the jose reyes baseball player is working out better than uh the dog <laughs> name somehow. uh yeah. somehow you could have gotten crazy odds a year ago about that, yes but. yes um that being said I would say, I mean, I think you you have to go with like a legend at this point. I mean, right? You have to go with someone who's already done it. Same thing with a jersey. You buy the jersey of the legend, you know, mm-hmm. you're pretty much in the clear. I mean, I had a Bill Cosby jersey that didn't work out well, but you know, most of the, <laughs> um, 
But I like you go with like Corbett, uh, but that's not a great name for a boy or a girl because no one could pronounce it. Yeah, uh, I lo- I loved. I actually legitimately said to my wife, "Can we give my my kids name make our kids name Ladanian in 2006?" And she still brings <laughs> that up to point out a dummy. But it's the I mean, no, I said Ladanian uh, for the second kid, Debrickishaw for the first kid. Yeah, Debrickishaw is a great name. Good <laughs> guy, name. smart yeah. dude. Like that, you know, we never got in trouble, never missed a snap. I want my kid to never miss a snap, you know? Yeah. I think that you could go with uh, Seaver, I feel like is. Uh, Seaver's a good girl's name. name. Seaver's yeah. a really good girl's name. Yeah. Also, and... but also, Wienicker is a problem, just like uh, it's long, like Sassarino, but it's also like you can't write, it can't be like Seaver, Wienicker, you know, it rhymes too much. It doesn't yeah. work. But Seaver point... Sassarino is not terrible. <laughs> During the uh, rookie regime of uh, Geno Smith, I did tell my wife that uh, I thought that Gino Sesternino had a nice ring to it. That's not bad, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Gino is... They asked the owner today about Gino Smith, and he said he's on the team. Yeah, <laughs> but Gino Smith, like, went in his rookie season, like, oh, okay, you could have something here. But you would... I, I would advise anybody, you, you need at no. least 10 years of yes. Hall of Fame caliber play before you can consider... On and off the field. Yes, an upstanding <laughs> citizen. Uh, yeah. uh, cousin Sal... Uh, your your uh, you know fellow graduate of SUNY whatever yes um the, he <laughs> well, we have uh, t-shirts he, that say that he uh he is really are you being serious SUNY whatever yeah uh, oh because I don't rem- I just don't remember I, I think it's Oswego actually yes yeah, that's correct I, I mix them up Genicio Oswego all the same um I think that um uh, he named his kid Romo after Tony Romo after like one decent season from Romo that's a first name. Mid, I think it's his middle name. I think mm-hmm. the kids, it's like Archie Romo. Uh, uh, you could play jazz with the middle names. I think you, that's, you could that's mess fun. up. You could mess around with the middle name, and he became friends with him. So now it's like uh, you know he became friends because he's such a big Cowboys fan. Good opening and line. He, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's actually not. Really, I think. Yeah, I, I think that it would be insulting to Jose Reyes that I named the dog Reyes. But I think that no, I think like I think athletes are honored unless they're very superstitious because obviously you know dogs die more freak, like quicker than people i i think athletes and celebrities are probably honored if you name your dog or your pet that mm-hmm. um i i the i i the i think if it was like you're actually going to become friends with the person it, it's it's not it's more of a jerry kramer relationship if you named your your kid after them already you know mm-hmm. it's like you're a fan then you don't want to be you want to play it cool you want to be like oh i love the cowboys you don't want to be like i named my kid romo like maybe we're friends and now it's like i named my kid romo then it could be creepier because, like, we're not such good friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it, it, it's tough. Don't name your, I don't know. Don't name it after real people. Okay. And uh, shout out to Max the Millennial who brought up the 538 article about how many people are named seven. Uh, yeah, 1584. It's a lot. A lot of sevens. A lot of people. Around. And uh, what about Paul the Saints fan who has a uh, reason to celebrate after the new contract extension for Drew Brees, which uh, was uh, announced during the recording of this podcast, Keith? Last celebration for Paul all year. Probably. <laughs> uh, he writes in, he says, why does Kramer want that bike so bad? Did Babs not let him have a bike as a kid? And, and I would think Newman would try and help out Elaine, given his crush on her that will be revealed in the Soulmate episode in season eight. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, we don't really get the motivations for the character. Probably a similar thing. Like Kramer maybe can't afford a bike. He couldn't have one. Babs didn't let him. Maybe he wanted a girl's bike. And, and Babs was very like, you know, she didn't believe like we do that, you know, we live in a post-gender society mm-hmm. and uh, gender is social, social construct. She didn't believe that stuff. I, Babs was old school. Okay. 
Craig from Vancouver says, have either of you ever met a distant family member and tried to figure out who they were in relation to you? I had that last week when my mom's cousin's sons came over to our house. In the end, I found out they were my second cousins twice removed, so I had to miss two days of relaxation for that. Yeah, that's. I feel like you should have gotten the relation before you invited them over, Craig. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it happens all the time. I I feel like past first cousin to me, like I, I like my first cousins. Past first cousin, I'm out on you. You know, mm-hmm. you you have to make it the same way as any other friend. You got to go to the back of the line and and try your hardest. Okay, what does Amir have to say? All right, Amir says uh, George says to Carrie that you and Susan are cousins, so your baby daughter is going to be Susan's second cousin. It should be noted that this is incorrect. Aha! Uh-huh. Due to the due to the generational gap, Susan would be this baby's first cousin once removed. Now, Amir is ass- assuming something, I think, that yes. maybe there, you know, sometimes it's like you're the same age, but you're, you know, once removed yourselves because your parents are young and theirs are old or something. So my head is hurting just thinking about it, but it's possible that's not correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and he says a future uh, seven Costanza baby would be second cousins with Carrie's daughter. All right. Well, that, that's never to be, as, as you know. What is Amir, uh, like some sort of like family tree expert? Yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of siblings and cousins, I think. Okay. Uh, in 2016, are Seven and Soda really all that crazy in terms of baby names? In a world <laughs> with great name, drink, too. Yes. Uh, with Northwest Kardashian, Brooklyn Beckham, Blue Ivy Carter. Uh, is a name like Seven So Outlandish? No, it's not. You're right. It's, uh, it's perfectly normal. People wouldn't bat an eye if, if uh, Kim and Kanye's next kid was Seven Kardashian. Right. If Dominic was going to school with seven, you wouldn't even think that that was a. You he's know. gonna come. I, he's gonna come home from the first day of first grade, and he's gonna have like a class list, and your eyes are gonna pop out of your head with some of the <laughs> insane LA names. He's gonna. He, he, they're gonna be in his in his class. Not gonna be yeah. a lot of Jasons and you know and Steves in his. Mm-hmm. Class. Yeah, and then finally, uh, here's Chester, who you call the man who texted me while hiding in a bathroom in Hong Kong this week saying that he was being stalked by a Bulgarian prostitute, Alexander Chester. Is that a callback to his wild bachelor party that he went to? Yeah, I mean, it didn't end well, I don't think. <laughs> okay. I think, I think the lady <laughs> and, came into the bathroom to find him. All right. Uh, we'll let the <laughs> listeners decide if that's fan fiction or not. Uh, uh, if you're going to grade my emails, can I take a pass fail or better yet, audit the podcast? Hey, watch it. Did we say we were going to grade his emails every week? I think we said we were going to give a letter grade to okay. his email. All right. So uh, far, he's at an F, but let's see if okay. he can improve. Okay. Starting low. Uh, then he says, uh, why does Elaine blame Jerry for her neck? Wasn't it the responsibility of the guy who worked at the toy store to help Elaine? Yeah, uh, we agree with that one. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, between Jay Peterman's mom and then Carrie and Ken's trip to the hospital, George has taken being a come with guy to a whole new level this season. Lots of hospital visits for George. That's true. Plus, uh, you know, even like the whole thing he did with uh, Susan's parents and like waiting with them in the house and then outside in the street while Kramer took them on the horse buggy tour. Like that's another weird come with thing. Mm-hmm. He's just he, he hates Susan so much. He'll come with anyone to be away from Susan. Yeah. And then finally, Chester says, Jerry asks Christy if he can help lay out her clothes for her for the next day. Is that the same dress her mother laid out for her last night? Oh, yeah, it's not bad. Leave the jokes to professionals, Alex. But yeah, I think that's I thought that, too. Every time she says that, like it's it's I don't think it's an intentional callback, but if it's not, it works pretty well. Yeah. All right. I'll give Chester an A for uh, the email. He got in, got out. Uh, didn't go into like, uh, you know, 15,000 words on any given subject about Manhattan yeah. geography. So I'll, I'll yeah. give Chester an A this week. By his standards, grading on a Chester curve will give him an A. 
All right. Keith, I see you pulled some uh, reviews from the listeners. Yeah, we got some iTunes reviews we've had for a little while, but we'll get around to reading them right now. Okay. Uh, postshowrecaps.com slash Seinfeld iTunes. Where do you want to start with these reviews? All right. So we got uh, five stars from M. Jones 77. A great podcast in the true spirit of Seinfeld. He or she writes, I've been listening to this podcast for at least a year now, and it rarely disappoints. Aside from their excellent reviews of the individual episodes, the banter between the hosts is Seinfeldian in every way and such a joy to listen to. If you enjoy a high-quality podcast, great conversations, and love Seinfeld, don't let this one slip through the cracks. That's very nice. Yeah, that's a, that's a good review. What, what does Dead Bart have to say? So Dead Bart says, uh, I checked out the episode about the classic soup Nazi and was treated to these two morons rambling for hours about the ancient city of Sodom and who knows what else. It was delightful. Oh, the swerve. Uh, yeah, five stars from Dead Bart. Yeah, uh, w- you know, we were experts. We really, I, he was probably just happy it was only two hours because we probably could have gone three that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two idiots. That, that pretty, two, ra- two morons rambling is pretty much the, the <laughs> subtitle for this episode, for the whole, yes. the whole series. Yes. Uh, and about a pixie uh, left us a review. Look forward to this podcast all week long. Okay, so that was nice. Yeah. Five stars from all. Thank you so much, guys. Keep them coming. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Keeve. What's the hashtag this week? All right. I, I had a couple ideas, but I've forgotten them. So okay. uh, <laughs> what do you have for me? Uh, I think that our, uh, that I wrote down something. Uh, again, I scribbled something down. What was it? Uh, 30 Johnson. Was that, was that oh, 30 Johnson? I like 30 Johnson. <laughs> all right. 30 Johnson. It is. That's the hashtag for this episode. All right, Keith. Anything else? What's going on in the thirty-two fans? I, you know, I even though you said don't listen to the AFC East preview on mm-hmm. thirty-two fans, I did start to listen to that one. And I also, um, I, I was waiting for the special episode for Chester's reaction to the uh, Sam Bradford trade. Oh, we, you know, he was in, he was in Macau. We couldn't do that. Ah, uh, the one time you really needed to hear from him. Well, we did the Terry Bridgewater injury. That's just as big as the Bradford trade, I think. Yeah, that was good. Did you think that that was a significant overpay or we have to listen to? Oh, it's uh, insane. It's bananas. <laughs> Everyone thinks that. He's I was worse with my brother. Hill, probably. Uh, I was just talk football for five seconds before we uh, sign off here. Uh, anybody, you, you, there's nothing good will come after this if you, if you no, want. No, we're doing the Cadillac focus. next week. Yeah, yeah you can, you okay. can leave. <laughs> All right. I, I was with my brother and after we had that breakfast at the deli and I got the alert on my phone. Oh, uh, Vikings traded for Sam Bradford. I said, what do you what do you think the trade is? Uh, and I think we said uh, maybe uh, fourth Conditional round seventh. Pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were trying to we were so off on the uh, on the pick that was exchanged. I, you know, Peter King did a pretty good write up of it. He spoke to both GMs for MMQB. And the Philly guy had a point like we're trading our starting quarterback, you know, the week before the season. You know, mm-hmm. we got to get something for it. So I thought that was fair. Yeah. I, yeah. You, they, the Vikings should have done it. But I understand from the Eagles side, there's no way they should do it for less than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what did the Eagles give up in the first place to move up to get Carson Wentz? Well, they, they like break even. Are they like even Steven? Is this no, like, you know, they gave the up more for window? Wentz, I think. But but also, the, uh, you know, the, the, tr- the draft is in Philly and they didn't have a first round pick for the draft. That, you know, so it might have been a disaster. The Phillies fans just booing constantly, especially if Wentz en- ends up being bad then it's just it would be like a boo fest. So at least now they have that first round pick and it could be a decent pick because the team whose pick they have's quarterback is freaking Sam Bradford. Yeah. 
So, all right. Well, good stuff. All right. More football talk from Kiev on the 32 Fans podcast. Look for it on iTunes. Okay. Thanks so much to Scott St. Pierre, who edits the Seinfeld podcast, probably was cursing us during that uh, two minutes of football talk. Also, uh, Mike Moore is our show recapper, writes a recap, and will be wearing a Garoppolo jersey for the next month. And uh, good luck with that. But not that much luck. No, terrible luck. Worst of luck, Mike. Yeah. Keith, what's the Jets prediction? You know, they start one and five. I think they're good, but the schedule's too tough. They start one and five, and they maybe scramble and get back to like six and ten, seven. I think they're better than that, but I just think the schedule can break you down. And I think this is just like uh, that type of year. And I just, I, I'd be pleasantly surprised if they go nine and seven. Yeah. I said they were number 10 in the ESPN power rankings today. No, I th- there might be, they might be the 10th or 12th best team, but all six, <laughs> the f- six first games are all teams ahead of them. So yeah. you start one yeah. five, it's hard to come back from that. I'm kind of bullish on them. I think uh, that, you know, nine, nine and seven or better. How about that? I'll, I'll, I'll sign for nine and seven right now. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Uh, can't wait to get into the Cadillac. We're doing both parts next week. Uh, I think we got to. Oh, my you wa- God. You want to keep doing this for another week? No, in, no. in September 2017. Look, no way, man. Survivor starts in two weeks. Let's get the yeah, two part out of the perfect way. Perfect week to get the two part out of the way. All right. Good stuff. Take care, everybody. Bye.